Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. So he will not be taking a limo to his fifth grade dance. It'll probably be my wife driving him in my Pathfinder. So sorry, buddy. That's kind of like a limo. <laughs> You'll be coming up on his therapy session in about 15 years, <laughs> right? All I wanted he was a limo. He wouldn't even get me a limo for my fifth grade dance. I'm mainly the reason why I called in is because I'm actually kind of upset by the fact that they're going to celebrate Tom Brady in the first game of the season. <laughs> With all seriousness, what, what, why would that in any way upset you? Would it be bad comparison to say somewhere in the in the realm of Juju? Comparison? Comparison? Did I say comparison? I listen to Patriots on Filter. From the time you get on, from the time Patriots Filter get on, to they get off. Like, last but not least, Evan, are you really trying to piss me off? Really? <laughs> first interaction with Eric uh, back in uh, 18 when I first started, I thought he was in PR. I didn't know who he was. Uh, that's the perfect thing that would piss him off. Right. So I went up to him at, and I asked him if he had a roster. He looked at me like I... Why would you assume... I'm not in PR. That I isn't. <laughs> I write long form yeah. features. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right. I'm coming in hot. Coming in hot here. Hot, 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 uh, hot mic. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and it's Taylor Swift week here. Yeah, it sure is. is. Holy mackerel. Bleep. Let's go. I mean, this place is buzzing. They're getting ready for this concert that is three nights, and uh, if your daughter's not going, she's feeling pretty bad about it. <laughs> you don't love her. You didn't get her tickets. Oh, You're a ooh, bad dad. <laughs> or you're just poor. Yeah, get yeah. that yeah. 10 grand ready right now and just put it up and, and get her here I for know. the concert. What's it's, wrong? It's crazy, but yeah, we're going to talk Patriots, and uh, we haven't had a show since we had our schedule release on Thursday night. That's right. Um, so the reviews are in. People liked it. Yeah. Glad. Yeah. Good response. Positive. A lot of people that worked hard on it. I know everybody here did and, and did our part. And uh, it was Not all of us. No, come on. Everybody did. I a didn't little have a something. huge role. Well, yeah. Paul but showed up a couple times. Yeah. I, I don't know. Paul likes to right, downplay right around his lunch impact. Was I, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. around lunch. And yeah. then we were doing, so, funny we're story. doing that take, and he's reading his own old PFW article. And crinkle it. Yeah, quite on set. Quite on set. on set. You just hear crinkling. Not still doing the. Not uh, crinkling it. We go back. But that's yeah. the Patriots at 10 o'clock. Like, oh, man, Paul. Right. Uh, but it was fun. We had a fun few days shooting it in, in Walpole. I, I don't know why people are obsessed with trying to figure out what house it was. It's just a random house. There's right. nothing I know. special about we it. We just rented it. Airbnb. No <laughs> it wasn't what even is our this house? Choice, right? I know. Um, Where is it? <laughs> but uh, but it was fun. I think everybody's really proud with, with how it came out. And I think, um, you know, to echo what we said this morning, just getting Brady kind of made it. As much as I wanted to be yeah. the guy with the hand and the bottle and the TB12 shirt on, and, uh, you know, it, it, that just made it, having him at the end. Uh, yeah. I think. And, you know, thank you to Brady for doing doing it you know yeah. he came through at the end last minute too yeah. i mean it was i remember you walked out big grin on your face like we got brady so <laughs> yeah it was uh it was good and then watching all the ones around the league too it's so much yeah. so much goes into all these videos I, I thought there was a lot of good ones um my my personal favorite were the jaguars i thought they did a really good job um so I really like the one where they like recast. Uh, what was it like, Trevor Lawrence? Who was that a guy playing Trevor Lawrence in that video? I, I, I assume I was supposed to know who it was. It was someone else playing, but it, there were a lot of really uh, clever jokes in that one. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Good it was stuff. long. Doug Peterson was it? Oh, yeah. Doug Peterson was like, I used to be one of the actors. Yeah. <laughs> I was mostly an understudy. He so. was funny. Like yeah, he, he would act. They they, you know? they did it well. That's why yeah. I I asked Fred, the Even guy who sort of ran the whole 
show, like the director, like he was so good, you know, and it turns out that he was actually a, a professional mm-hmm. actor. So that kind of lessened it a little bit for me because I was I really thought, wow, this is a guy who works for the Jags content and right. he's really good. Like he just made that really go. But even the owner eight like, eight yeah, minutes is a little, little long. Shot was good too. Yeah, yeah, he was, was good. Funny, yeah. The mustache. That was funny. I, I thought I got to give props. So I thought Bob Bob Sosi was an awesome, did an awesome job acting. Like just seemed so engaged in it. Um, and Steve Nelson, I thought, just delivered. Poor so that was his first. Job. That was Steve Nelson's first yeah. and like only take. Too. Nailed it. He nailed, he nailed it. it. He nailed it. He did nail it. Oh, he, but so poor perfect. Steve Nelson. If there was one person that no one knew who he was, it was Steve Nelson. Oh, I thought it was what's his face um, earlier, the guy with the name Brock. Uh, Brock. Pete Brock. Brock. I thought Pete Brock was the one that was 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 a little. Well, bit it, you know we. Somebody from Mass Live, like, oh, Patriots did the release, and you know, two players weren't in it. Edelman and <laughs> Patrick Chung tweeting, blah blah blah, and you know, they had Pete Brock reading the newspaper. No, <laughs> it wasn't Pete Brock. It was Steve Nelson. Oh, they screwed yeah. it up. Yeah. Hey, we wow. tried to get as many as, as you can. You know who get, Fred right? wouldn't be good at ignoring yeah. the noise. Oh, yeah. Fred doesn't ignore the noise. Well, it was brought to my attention. Oh, he used okay. it as motivation. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, if people want to talk about the schedule release, we could do that. Um, players are here. Um, Riley Reef talking Reef right speaking now. Yep. As we speak, Evans over there. Yep, looks like a big burly dude. Yep, good beard, solid beard, solid offensive line look right there. Oh right, yeah. Iowa. I mean, he's just he's checks just all heaven? the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Iowa. It's the gridiron. So you know the it's it's um it's a tough preseason if you're a Patriots fan right now because. You know, the Patriots really aren't included in these really early prognostications about playoff contenders. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I I really do think that Bill O'Brien is the biggest pickup of the season for them, um, up to now anyway. And I think he's going to make a big difference. I think the offense is going to be that much better where they might surprise some people. They I, might surprise some people. Fred, I've reached this point, too. I, I've reached the point where, you know, the all-off season, like, this is what I want them to do. I want them to add these pieces, X, Y, and Z. And then I feel like you get after the draft and you kind of realize, eh, this is it. And so then I just felt like this change, and I'm like, all right, I, I think we got something. You know, even though if you wanted to go two months ago of all the things that I was hoping that they did, they didn't right. do. But now I'm like, well, this Riley Reef. I mean, he maybe has another year in him. <laughs> I mean, Mike Kosicki, that guy can move pretty good. You know, JJ so Schuster. <laughs> I, I just, I've kind of talked myself into it. I don't know if this is just the thing that fans do, but, but when you, both when, they, when the fan, when, when the team's kind of set, and you know, this but, is it. But, I think, gonna, but you know, I, you're like, all right. I think, I, I think, I think my here. point is that even with last year's cast, if you add Bill O'Brien, they would have been better. Sure. sure. And so now, I, you know, I, I think they might do some things. Yeah. I feel a little bit – I don't know. I just have a little optimism. I don't know if it's reasonable or not. But, you know, I think you yeah. just get to that point where you accept what you got and it is what it yeah, is. I think it's it, – to me, it's all dependent on, on what exactly you're optimistic about. Like, do you think that they'll be better uh, uh, offensively? No, don't like, ask like, for, like, reasonable questions. No, no, like, like, no, <laughs> like what Fred's talking about, I agree with. I think that they'll – with Bill O'Brien, I think they'll be yeah. – they'll look like an NFL offense. They didn't most yeah. of the time yeah. last year. So – I think like it's very reasonable to suggest they'll be better offensively because Bill O'Brien is yeah. here. I think uh, what I want to see is in December we're in the mix and not like, well, they'll make it, but they'll get bounced out in the first round. Like we're in the mix and maybe you got a chance to win a game or two, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, and, and we can You think that that's going to happen? <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like that's what I would, I, I would ask like when you said like I think they're going to surprise some people. 
They so, said they could surprise them. Right, right. No, yeah. and uh, like I think that you could make the argument. Like I could make the argument. I think they could be. Uh, they could surprise like my expectations. Yeah, right. But my expectations, I don't think, are probably starting at the same spot that that Fred's. See, on. I'm. Do you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> choosing. I'm choosing to enter. Your standards this, are high. I'm choosing to no, enter the lower. season with no expectations, but with hope. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, that was like Costanza. We have I'm hope. choosing to go no <laughs> expectations. <laughs> but but I'm going into the season with hope. Not expectations, hope. Well, I just okay. – and I think as a fan, how, you know, if that. you really do enjoy football, how can you not – no matter yeah. what team you are, conjure up some kind of hope of, of you know, that Every it's going to be better than what yeah. we thought. Every team has hope today. Right now. But, but I laugh like, you know, in Paul's shows, you know <laughs> – Early in the Red Sox season, they, you know, they're ter- they were terrible. They, yeah. They're terrible. Then they started getting hot. Like, wow, this team is really growing. Now they're back in the bottom they're again. So, again. like, you don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. No, and that's uh, – and we can talk about the schedule too. But I think to your point was, you know, just get to that – get through that Germany game and be in the mix. You know, I think for this team, like, if you can just still be kind of in the mix at that point and now it's it's a tough finish to the schedule – over that last month, well, you know, a few tough places to play. So but, that's why I'm asking know. about the the surprise element. Like, what do, do you think that most people think they won't be in the mix, like, at the bye? Like, by week 11, they're going to be out of it? No, I don't. I don't feel like people think like I, that. I, I, they weren't out of it last year. I think people th- – I think a lot of people, and you know, think that they're going to have a worse record than last year. And obviously, now, with, and not be in the playoffs. I don't know about the record itself. I don't think people think they'll be as strong in the AFC as they were last year because other team, you know, the Jets specifically, have improved. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that would be more accurate to say than. But I, I don't. Maybe I think too much, and this is kind of me, you know, surprising you. I'm sure, Fred. Maybe I think too much of Bill Belichick to think that I don't see a scenario where they're out of it in Week 11. I can't conjure up a scenario. And I, I suppose you never know. You lose like 10 guys, 10, 10 key starters to, to injury, yeah. and it falls sure. apart. That could happen to anybody. But I don't see a Bill Belichick coach team being out, out like All right. completely out of the mix. Well, let's look. I mean, at the box. let's talk about the schedule. Like, you know, what did you think about the schedule as it was released? You it's know, hard. a lot of people think that I think it's that hard. September it's is going to be really tough. Yeah, I think it's, it's hard, really, kind of top to bottom. Like, there's a couple of games that they, quote-unquote, should win in the middle, like Washington and Indy. I don't think there are a lot of layups. I like Chargers here at one. That's a good That's a good spot for the Patriots. Yeah, I, I agree that if you had to play the Chargers, that's the ideal time to play. East Coast um, at 1 o'clock, that's, I, I agree with you, but that's going to be a tough game, too. Yeah. I just think they're all tough. And, and like, you look at it, people are like, what do you think of the schedule? And I'm like, every week is an absolute war. And that's, you know, where this team is at right now. I think when you talk about, you know, expectations, it's just hard. Like, because I think that they could be better than they were last year. But it's that's still not point. enough to crack that top seven, you know, See, to Alex get into Mike the playoffs. Me. You don't. So you don't I'm starting me. to. Yeah. <laughs> Mike gets me. Mike. Mike, Mike just no, put that, that I think that they could be me. better and, 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 not, and not have a better actually, record yeah. and not be higher in the AFC. But they could be better. And that's what I think for Because they have better players. It just boils down to can they beat the good teams? Can they beat the playoff team straight up? This team's coming in. You know, they've got all their weapons. I mean, and, and you know, we're looking at the Chargers right now on, on our screen. Like, you know, I, like I still just hesitate to be like, well, that's the Chargers. We've always beat them. And, you know, like I like even that would qualify for, you know, a significant win, I think, at this point with, you know, just where they're at. But I think that's what we've all come around to. Bill O'Brien. How when much is, can when he do? When is the Chargers game? That's, that's uh, sort of late, right? 
that yeah, that's that's a uh, week. Yeah, that's uh, the second game after the bye. So after right. the bye week, it so goes at Giants. If the Chargers, Chargers are in the midst, let's say the Chargers are eight and four, and the Patriots, that's a good win. Yeah, that's a that's a solid team that's played well. Now you, we know the Chargers; they just as easily could be four and eight. You never know what you're going to get from them. They're, they're as big a trick or treat team as there is in the league. Yeah. But I just don't have that feeling, and I, I don't know if last year I had. I got to make a phone call. I'll be right back. <laughs> you can't leave it's the Taylor, show without dude, any it's adults. Taylor Swift this is week. what happens. Taylor calls Fred directly. She's got. She knows the line to the boss man. Uh, in something. all seriousness, this this is like we were. Talk, we had a big meeting uh, before we do the show every Tuesday, and we were talking about the Taylor Swift stuff. And and Fred and I have been around forever. Uh, there's nothing that compares to this. No. In Not terms of I. like demand. Um, just overall buzz. I've had a lot of people, obviously, I'm sure everybody else has too, that have tried to get tickets, and I have been able to get some. But there's no such thing as a sellout. Like, that's a you know a dirty little secret in the entertainment industry, whether it's a sporting event or a concert. There's no such there's thing always a ticket, you as mean? an actual sellout. If you know somebody and you ask the right person, you generally can get a ticket. You can't get any tickets for this anymore. Like, for all three nights. And not only that, but, like, I mean, we saw what happened in Philly with, like, 20,000 people Yeah, Alex was up talking about that in the meeting, to too. Just sing and dance outside. And, like, we're at the point where, okay, we can't handle this. If you don't have a ticket to this concert, you are not getting into the parking lots because we we just don't feasibly. It just wouldn't work in, on Route 1. I'm kind of scared now. Like, what oh, time? Because I wasn't, I'm so like, I'm, I'm not a get Friday there early night. and kind of thing. Like, oh, you're I not going to tailgate? A little bit. But, I, I mean, you know, how much... I mean, how much tailgating like, I got I, on me. I'm <laughs> I'd like a, 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 a man to be around, you know, from, from my wife and my nieces to <laughs> right, make sure that there's no by. riffraff. <laughs> you know how those unruly well, Taylor Swift I know, I know. The Taylor Swift uh, crowd, it can be a rough crowd there. They're um, insane. But it, it'll be, it, it should be fun. I just, I, you know, I hope it all goes smoothly and everybody's able to get in and out. But, yeah, they're setting up outside. It's uh, They're like rabbit, they're right the now. fan base. I went to go get lunch up at the Commons, up on the concourse that we have for employees. And I was like, oh, let me go check out where my Taylor Swift seats are because the stadium's just empty. It's a nice, beautiful day. Get some vitamin D. I just take <laughs> a quick pan video of the view from my seat and post it to TikTok, like t- 10 days till Taylor Swift. It did 150,000 views in like maybe five hours. Cool. Just instantly blew I'm up. I'm going to go do that. Well, Thousands of comments. I think you're giving credit ask, for like, the Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, 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 that's you. That's you. <laughs> that's, you. <laughs> that's you. I don't know about that. Yes. But it just it just speaks to how again rabid her fan base is to come see her, to take in any content she offers. They support her in so many ways that it's just insane. Do you think that um I'd be curious because I I like concerts, but I'm not like one of those like concerts are life. And I know there are a lot of people out there like concerts are life. And Mm -hmm. certainly there are people that Taylor Swift like after the concert. Do you get that satisfaction? Because I I just find it so hard. Yeah. Like that's what I I, I never feel like I got out of a concert and was like, that was amazing. You know, it's just always like that's over. And and I kind of feel a little disappointed and not quite. I'm sad it's over because I'm not in the moment. anymore. Do you feel fulfilled? by? I find this really interesting because I'm not a concert person as you guys know by the just the the differences in, in experience that you 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 both want to listen to live music and you're interested in going but you're never really uh, there's only been like a couple o- concerts i've truly like liked away. and that was a and alex is time. just depressed that it's over she wants it to last longer right <laughs> yeah is that accurate I would That's say, interesting to me. I would say 85% of the concerts I've been to 
I, I'm ready for them to just be over by the end. Like, there's never been, oh, just one more song. I've never, like, maybe once at the Greek Theater in L.A., which I just love because you could sit. You're in a beautiful place. I saw, you know, a band that I liked at the time, and it, was, and, you know, it wasn't like a huge crowd rush. But I know everybody. There's, you know, there's just people who love concerts, and it's like their whole life. And I, I don't know. That's never been quite me as much as I like. Maybe it. I haven't been to enough. And I like when I go, it's someone I really love their music. I really support them. So it's, maybe it's a little different. Yeah. Fred, at the end of a concert, yeah. When you go to do you, you go to concerts? Regularly? I used to. <laughs> I know you used to blow off like editing the paper okay. to go All to right. the Eagles. All right. Um, <laughs> it was Pink Floyd actually? <laughs> no, it was the Eagles at Fenway, wasn't it? No, so, take it easy. No, it was Sting. It was this police. It was the police at Fenway. Okay. We just went through it four bands in a second. <laughs> yeah, it was the police. <laughs> that, that, that right there encapsulated Paul and Fred's relationship <laughs> no, over the last 25 years. It was the police. Years. It was the police. Um, anyway, go so ahead. And it was a when, preseason when game. When you're done, well, okay, so those papers didn't matter, I guess. Um, when you're done listening to the concert. you should know how to do it, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> when you're done with the concert, do you have a feeling of, like satisfaction that was great uh, that was exhilarating or do you have a feeling of sort of depression that the concert is over and you wanted more it or somewhere in between um i don't know i i've never been to a concert where like i i think i walked out and was like oh I'm, i wish it, there were more yeah like i i'm i'm kind of like that's enough <laughs> so you're more like mike <laughs> yeah. but but yeah. I'm, I'm exhilarated but okay. like yeah you're probably more enthusiastic, but more like Mike. Whereas Alex says a lot of times she leaves a concert and she's bummed that it's over. She like she wants more. Well, she's hopped up on drugs. <laughs> That's true. I don't do drugs. Oh my god. We w- had Chris Gogolos's going away party. What any, was the any bill? Mo- anymore? <laughs> what was the bill? Oh, I don't think we can say that. Because I air. only drank water <laughs> the <laughs> entire time. I was, <laughs> do you not? No, uh, drink, Really? I don't. No. I used to drink. I used so, to do that. I went to UMass Amherst, you know, like, you yeah, I used I to drink. Trust, yeah. but I can't trust people. It's just Zoomass, they call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was. No, it was but, fun. But. No, they had, we had a going away thing for one of our people, Chris, and uh, I could only stay for like the first 45 minutes. So I gave, <laughs> I gave my card. I said, you know, just put it on the card. So, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, I get a fraud alert, <laughs> you know. Um, you left that part so, out. And it was like, you know, for $600, six drinks. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I approve it. The next day, I see two postings, each for over eight hundred bucks. <laughs> so the whole thing was over sixteen hundred dollars. What? Oh, and like, who oh. showed up? Because when I left, there were like you know like twelve people. I left at five thirty. I, I had water and like three friends. Did we pickles. like buy the whole bar drinks? <laughs> and, like and, what? And before the calls start coming in, asking how many Miller Lights I had, <laughs> I was not there. No. Yeah, I had a lacrosse game for TJ, so I could not attend. So I do not want to take any blame for the sixteen hundred dollars. So, so Neil, our yeah. social media guy, was in charge of my car, and I said, "So, you know, who showed up?" He goes, "PR." Like, it's three people. Well, Stacy walked over. <laughs> Stacy Nicolette at first was in charge of the card, and she didn't want that responsibility. Her and I obviously no. were sitting next to each other, and Stacy comes over and is like, "Hey, Nicolette, I heard um, who's who's covering this?" And she's like, "Oh, I have Fred's card," and he's like. Okay, cool. I, I just wanted to make sure, like, someone was in charge of the tab. I'm like, Stacy, you just wanted to make sure this was free. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but it was. Um, that's on you, Stacy. That's a that's a uh, that's a big tab. It didn't feel like yeah. that many people. It couldn't have been. I don't feel sorry. more than twenty. But, but you must have got a lot of food, right? With, I'm I'm not complaining. I didn't personally I'm ha- I'm order ha- anything. I'm happy everybody had a good time, but I'm just a little. I love how, how it's just washing our hands of the whole experience. Like, how much food did I had was water. ordered? Um, there were a couple, a couple people ordered burgers for themselves, and then 
There was like two things of like those egg rolls. We had some wings. There was a, yeah. There, there was, was a little app assortment at the table. There was there just was like a little appetizer. Let's just put it this way. Table. Like I don't know how many how many people would you say were there? Under twenty. Okay, let's say there were sixteen people. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred bucks a head. Those, yeah. uh, how did that they happen? were drinking those seltzers. I wonder if we would, got screwed. I would like a, an itemized. If that's all yeah. the people that were there, I was thinking there was a lot of other people and that I, left I at, wasn't thinking I left of. at 6 o'clock, too. Oh, so maybe more people There was definitely people, people that yeah. stayed. I left before that, too. But, but if yeah. there's 20 people, like 100 bucks a person, that's a lot. People yeah. were really just drinking like beers and seltzers, too. No one was right. really doing... I think Holly so, had a glass of wine and just one and then left. Because then it was, there were two different charges, each for like 800 and change. I would look into it. I guess what happened is... You, <laughs> I wonder they if it was only supposed place. to be one $800 charge. No, no, no. I checked into it. They, they were in one place, and the... And the bar had to move them so they closed that one out and started a new one i would have been like it's 800 bucks i think we're done yeah <laughs> no i figured uh, when i got the first thing i was like oh okay you know but then it was more than double that. but I, i've been part of many of those unfortunately because we've lost a lot of good uh good worker you know good co-workers over the years i don't remember like the bill being 1600 dollars. i, mean, you don't I don't remember like, a crowd big enough for that that's like an yeah Elmo, exactly bill. That's, yeah. that's more than an Elmo's bill yeah it's oh, like a yeah. steak <laughs> yeah so that was that's kind of weird Anyway, well, after that great schedule release video, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the one thing about the schedule that I, you know, like I'm not a huge like, you know, oh, thank God the schedule's out now, you know, other than professionally so we know what yeah. we're doing. Um, I didn't think there were any like really overly interesting sequences. You know, sometimes it's like, did you guys see the Giants schedule? No. I think they have something like seven of their first nine yeah, games like are the on the first road. first time that's happened. It's like. That's insane. Yeah. Like there must be stuff going on at the stadium that they had to avoid. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't. Jets games. You know, I didn't look uh, into it that much. But like that's that to me is going to be tough for the Giants to overcome. Like I don't think the Patriots had anything like that. Like well, they you, got I those mean, it, three prime time in a row late in the season, which yeah. is going to be tough. Yeah, but why? But a little bit of a break. But with why? The, with the why? Row. But why is that tough? I don't Sunday understand. I don't know because they're three prime time games in a row. Okay. Well, they, I mean, they had four in a row last year scheduled, and, and it didn't one of them, help. One of them, but but that's not why. Never mind. Yeah. I, I mean, like they didn't have like a you know four you know four out of five on the road in the middle of the season, which can be yeah. really you know. A really tough stretch, or you know, you know, five games in twenty-five days kind of deal. In the you know, I don't, I didn't like go back and look yeah. at. I, I didn't Paul, see anything every, like that for every short week. It, it seems pretty manageable. In, in, in those situations, those with the short weeks like pile up on top of each other, sometimes can make the spot of yeah. the game yeah. more difficult. I didn't see anything that made it anything really easier for the Patriots or harder. No, I just thought it was a. Run of the mill. Yeah, the only the only know. little interesting thing, which neither easy or nor harder, was just that all the division games were grouped together in little two two packs. You know, and that's why I just thought was interesting. I always look at the AFC East games first, and how do those kind of match up? And you know, it's a little bit more spread out, but just all those are three different pockets yeah. of. And I didn't go back, back and look. I know Mike uh, Mike Reese wrote something about none, none of the teams they're playing are coming oh, off wow. a bye. Sometimes those little things can be factors where. You know, you're you're facing a team coming off a bye three or four times, and that could could be an advantage. It could be a disadvantage. Yeah, because sometimes teams coming off a bye are rusty. Yeah, and they don't play well. Yeah, I think they got a good draw playing the Colts in Germany. Yeah, Paul had you a know? good point on that. Um, that's I mean, you already if, said if, if you're a Patriots that. fan, I think that's the game that you would have picked. Yeah, you know, like I, I think I could make an argument for Washington, Indy. New Orleans. Those are probably three of the weaker, yeah. weaker out of the nine 
scheduled home opponents. But Washington and New Orleans, you don't get to regularly see. Indy, you know, they're here a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing is if that's week 10 or 9, something like that. Yeah. Um, Anthony Richardson will probably be playing by that time. And you know, I think, you know, if an average fan, you go to a game, I wouldn't mind seeing him play. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Evan's here. Hey, Evan. Uh, turn your yeah, mic, turn on. mic on. Turn Evan's mic My on. My mic's on. There we there go. There we go. Hey. There we go. What did you think of the schedule, Evan? Uh, I think that this year I, what I found interesting was that they did break up the West Coast of it all. You know, there's no Vegas, Broncos, double I'm, I was happy about back. that. I'm, yeah. I've, I've had enough of that long road trip. Yeah. And from what I understand, we, we asked for it. To break it up? No, to have. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, but that, that, that's unofficial. But gluttons for punishment. You know, people that I've t- people I've talked to in the organization have yep. uh, indicated. Interesting. That. Yeah, I I went with Fred on that. I I felt like there are too many trips last year, and especially when you throw Germany in this year, that having another in season week long escapade might have not been the best for the team. But I, I think the main thing is you look at this schedule. There's a lot of great quarterbacks on the schedule, which we knew beforehand, but I think just looking at it in order, it it really shows how many great quarterbacks they do play. And we did our little schedule release video yesterday with me and Deuce. And I think the biggest thing is you look at that back half of the schedule and those games where they're playing quarterbacks that aren't Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. There's a couple, you know, Daniel Jones, Russell Wilson. We'll see what he ends up being. Uh, And um, who is the last one that I'm blanking on now? But uh, back half. Sam Howell. Sam Howell or whoever (laughs) is starting for the Commanders. You know, those are games that I feel like now the Patriots – kind of are must wins uh, looking at the schedule and you don't want to get into a position certainly coming out of the gate too that's that's a tough four games to start with and it is we know statistically you start zero and two you start zero and three you can forget about it i mean even zero and two is a very difficult hole to get out of so uh, they're gonna have to find a way to at least split the the first four games of the season to really give themselves a chance yeah i mean it's good that the first two games are at home but Yeah, Miami oh. Eagles. You're playing the yeah, and the <laughs> fact that you're playing Miami so early, and I know this is an awful thing to say, but I, I don't mean it to be like disrespectful and, and insensitive. But two is probably going to be healthy. Yeah, right. It's only it's only week two. Whereas if you played him week nine, the way he's been going, not for the first quarter, yeah. you know, <laughs> like you know, the chances of him being healthy eight, nine, ten games in a row, yeah. probably not as big. I you mean, know, week first, two. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're probably going to have to face Miami at, at close to full strength. Yeah, first like six to eight weeks of the season last year, they had the best offense in football right. until right. he got hurt. So mm. it's a it's a tough draw. I, I think Philly out of the gate. I said it last week. I think when we kind of heard the rumors that that's what it was going to be. You want to tell you want to tell Fred what you said last week? It's a bad matchup. <laughs> There's no way they can win that game. I didn't say there's no yeah, way they can win that game. That. I said that I would be surprised if they won that game. Well, they they definitely will go in as the underdog. It's a really tough yeah. matchup. You know, it, that's not a shocker. Who yeah. are you picking? We'll see. <laughs> I, I need more data. Himself. Tom Brady's going to be in the building. <laughs> Let me Brady see how training building. camp looks. Let me put it to you this way. To, be put, to put a positive spin on it, if the Patriots defense goes out there and is – very very competitive against that Eagles offense and the way that their personnel fits together I'm going to be really intrigued and optimistic about the defense for the rest of the season they can shut down a guy like Jalen Hurts who's 
that that type of player at quarterback has killed them for a decade. If they can go out there and and shut down Jalen Hurts, then I, I think that defense is not. You know, to Paul's point, is not the defense last year that that got beat by most of the good quarterbacks that they played. That's a defense that can now stand up to some of the better I, quarterbacks. I'd flip it to the other side of the ball too. If the offense can hold up against you know that Eagles front, you know, yeah. and all the pieces that they have and that they've added, and how the disrupted O-line. they are, good test for you know maybe Riley Reef. Yeah, we just talked to saw. Riley Reef, and I, you know, as. I was like, so Hassan Reddick, week one, <laughs> how's that? You know, I, I know um, I didn't ask him that, but that didn't that, retire. That that's something that you look at, you know, certainly with both. They have bookend rushers, and then they have guys on the inside too. So it's not like you can chip and double all game long on those outside guys. Otherwise, you know, Jordan Davis is going to be. I mean, be Jordan Davis against Cole Strange. I mean, talk about a guy that's going to give Cole Strange pro- at least rookie Cole Strange problems. Yeah. you know, that with his size. And now they got so. Jalen Carter too. So yeah. So one other um, schedule note um, that we learned today is that the preseason game in Tennessee is on Friday night yeah, 25th, 25th I, I want to say yep. yeah um, 8:15 so that's a little bit of good news because there was some I mean for us I mean I, I understand Perhaps. the fans don't care there was talk originally that that was going to be a Saturday night game yeah so it's going to be Friday night I think there's still a Bruce Springsteen concert going on here, right? Yeah. Not. No, not till Saturday. Oh, Thursday, Saturday. Thursday, yeah. Saturday. Saturday night. That's weird. What so do we it's think about huge the uh, for you and I, Mike? Yeah. If you're coming, well, I was you, thinking I'd go out for a little, you know, born to run, and you know, pop my head out if, if we had the chance. Yeah, right? I just meant like post game, being able to actually yeah. drive home. Right. Ah, it's yeah. mm-hmm. it, it's a night. It's a that's a game changer. What do we for, think about the Brady announcement that uh, we? The season opener will be uh, Brady halftime. I, well, I had to talk a few people off the ledge because people didn't hear like this is just the beginning of it. And you know, some right. people that's were, it. Yeah. We did. I we did talk about our that own on webmaster. Too. I think they should do more. <laughs> Don't worry. He said this is the first of many. I went on uh, the New Poor England Chris. Football <laughs> Journal podcast last night with those guys, and they asked me um, a question about it. And Kevin Stone, who's you know great guy, covers this, the team around here a lot. He was like, you know, Mike, like I just remember going back to you know when Larry Bird retired, and they had this set, and he starts like kind of describing <laughs> the Larry Bird thing to me, and I was like, look, I'm like I can't really say anything, but just trust me, everybody understands that this is Tom Brady, and that <laughs> halftime is not going to just cut it with, and there he is. Okay, get him off the field. We got to play the second right. half. Like everybody understands. The only way something like that would end up being it is if that is specifically the only way that Tom will do it. Right. He doesn't want all that. Because I can promise you that the organization wants to do it, quote unquote, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I like that it's in week one. I, I look, I, I love Tom Brady. I'm glad he's coming back. I'm, I'm going to be there, and, and, and we're all going to be happy about it. But just spinning it to actual football, I, I remember that Bucks game, and it was in week four, and it felt like the whole first month of the season was just all about building up to week four. So in week one, I think it's good. You get it out of the way. It doesn't linger into your season as something that you know is going to come down the pipeline, and, and you kind of move on from it quickly and I kind of feel like the head coach might have influenced to say hey let's not do this like in the middle of the year let's do this right out of the gate and get it over with uh, respectfully and so, you know like I'm, I'm sure the fans will there'll be some carryover from the ceremony but it's at halftime and the team is in the locker room they don't have to like sit there and watch it it's not like pregame or anything like that so I don't I think it'll have minimal effect on you know the players themselves which some people yeah. said was kind of a worry that oh Brady's going to overshadow and Mac's going to you know it's going to affect Mac. I, I don't think it should. You I, know? I agree with you. Yeah. Fred. No, I don't, I don't think, think it has it anything to do with the current team. If at anything, all. Yeah. it should just be motivation to uphold the tradition we have here. And yeah, like 
I yeah. don't know. It's not like no one's jersey's been retired during a game or no one's had a ceremony before. What did I you just think about – so the announcement comes out. Robert Kraft announced it on Good Morning Football. And then maybe a day later or a couple days later, it was revealed. Or it was that night. There's a report that he's in talks with Vegas oh, yeah, to be part time. owner. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, based on what you've heard from the Raiders about their money situation, and I'm sure Tom Brady, he got some money. So, I, I mean – it kind of makes sense from a business standpoint to me. It seems like he wants to be involved at that level of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he, he poked around with Miami mm-hmm. to the point where the Dolphins got in trouble over it. And I think Mark Davis is – I don't think he – he's not married. He has no children. Like, there's no heirs to the yeah. the throne here. Like, you know, is maybe that a well-chosen owner to try to sidle up with? He just – I mean, I know that it's not the same, but he just bought a stake in the – the WNBA team, right, in Vegas? Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Right? In the Aces. See, but Alex, well, I'll turn to you but, for the but, WNBA talk no because I am a male chauvinist pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, 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 I mean, I think it makes a little I sense. I just think it's that. interesting, yeah. though, because, all right, let's just say he becomes the owner of Vegas. What happens to his broadcasting career? You can't have a part owner of a well, team. Well, there was already, yeah. like, being a, an objective. Uh, but, like, a week ago or two weeks ago, um, An- Andrew Marchand had a – I think New York Post, the story saying that he is hearing that there's a very good chance that he will never do it again. I said that the minute they si- well, he signed that. Is or that why he put it off a that, year? That he'll never do it. But then, you know, beyond that, so he's got this Brady brand, which he doesn't want just people from Vegas buying. Does it hurt his marketing, you know, to the world if he's part owner of an individual team? I don't know. I don't know. It seems yeah. like, I mean, and this is kind of goes back to the last couple of years with his career where he just kind of felt like he's been wishy-washy on a lot of stuff and he's in on, in on things and then out on things. And, you know, even with players, like, I, I don't I'd know. I'd like it to see the numbers like on the Brady thing, on the TB12 thing. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah I don't know. If I, I wonder would. if that's dried up. Is he trying it, to unload it? Is it might, that? Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Um, speaking of numbers, and this is just numbers, off topic. Numbers. You, you just made me think of it. Everybody likes the new rules in Major League Baseball. How is it affecting ratings? Because everyone said more people are going to watch, but I don't hear MLB coming out and saying, look at the ratings. And that's always a red flag hmm. to me that they're not that much better than last year. I, I, that's a good question. I don't have the answer. Have you um, watched any of it, Paul? Because I know you're like kind of out on MLB. I watch almost every game, Red Sox, that I can. I don't watch a ton, but I am every night. Like I, I always watch the Red Sox kind of the same way well, since, you know, since they started winning championships and I got that. Because I mean, there was a time where I was a psychotic. Yeah. But I, I watch now in passing, and I will click it on to see what the story of the game is. Because mm-hmm. that's the beauty of baseball is you don't have to sit there and watch every pitch to know the story of the game. And it's amazing every time I do it. It'll be like in the commercial of one of my random sitcoms that I'm watching, Mike. And it's like the top of the seventh inning. Like you look, it's like 9-10, and, and it's, the game's Great. almost over. It's, yeah. it's working. Now – Again, I'm not the target audience because I'm not watching every game the way a lot of people do. But, I, I mean, it, in terms of the times of the game, it's but, absolutely but worth But have it. ratings improved? That's I'm seeing they've improved on. 7% since last year. Okay. That's 7%. Bit, that's, I mean, that's, that's good. And, and it's also not yet at a time. I mean, is that – I wonder if that is – Is that here or overall? Is that year? Yeah, that's year? overall MLB. Each okay. team is but showing different numbers. Okay. And is that from last year to this point? So it's year to year over yeah, year because yeah. the Yankees are up nine percent. Because I do think it's it's interesting that you know, like for Boston as an example, the Bruins got knocked out. The Celtics are still going strong. 
that's got to cut into the Red Sox ratings. People haven't turned their complete attention to the Red Sox yet. Not to yeah. mention watching the Red Sox is more difficult with the Nesson 360 and the packages you have to have. I, I, I haven't yeah, upgraded anything. I get all the games. Yeah, yeah he's just anymore. talking about streaming yeah. and stuff like that's that. I don't have cable, so I... Oh, like, oh you don't have cable. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want to pay for right. anything. Cord you know, you know, oh, yeah. I pay big, for plenty. Trust big, me. This is not, not that. <laughs> no, the, uh, I think there's, there's like one game, right? It's like a Friday. There's like random Friday night games Apple that TV. are on Apple TV. Yeah, right? that doesn't happen very often. It's but it's most of the games are on ne- regular. Yeah. Ne- you don't have regular Nessun? No, because no. she doesn't have cable. She streams and Nessun. Yeah, yeah, like you Nessun, do you have like yeah. you can't you can't stream I have YouTube a Fire TV? Stick. Not on like Fubo and stuff like that. I have like a Fire that. Stick. They, I actually, I take that back. It is on Fubo. It's not on uh, on YouTube TV anymore. Used I don't think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So all these people, the, all these years, have been telling me to cut either. the cord. Because mm-hmm. some Bruins ones. No, you cut the cord and then Fubo. you build back up to what you right. want, and eventually you get to where you were paying yeah. Comcast. But you just <laughs> never know. That's what that it sounds like to me. That one channel yeah. you want, you know, like that exactly. one channel. You're like, Ugh, oh, my mom got rid of cable. My stepdad is three months later beside himself still. Plus, you He's need really good Wi-Fi because of which channel? All of the channels. But His you're right, Mike. Cha- like Nesson to me, that would be a deal breaker. Like I yeah. watch, I watch the Bruins, I watch the the, the Red Sox. I, you know, I need Nesson. Yeah. yeah, Charlie Moore. Yeah. We uh, <laughs> we watch a lot of baseball in our house, and at first in April, the new pace of play was fantastic. I was like, oh, this is great. Like this is exactly what you want. Now that we're uh, you know in mid May, the the newness of it is sort of worn off a little bit where I'm starting to feel like games are you missed the game. are, are dragging. Really? Like again. But they still feel like they're they're uh, over quick. They're not? They are, like but... Like, even last night was no, a blowout and it was over. It's certainly way, way, way better than it used to be, but I just think now I'm like, this is becoming the norm, right? So now so it's... It, it, it's not it's a novelty still too long. anymore. Yeah. Still too long. Did, did, you, uh, did you watch anymore. the last inning last night with the position guy pitched? I no, we, t- we turned it off at that point. I, he, I, uh, he was literally throwing in the 40s. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, oh yeah he's throwing <laughs> EFIS pitches up there. That was hilarious. I, I think the biggest thing the for E-fist baseball, pitch. not that this is a baseball show, but and Mike and Paul, you have you know kids and that are that eight. Like, my cousins could not watch a second of baseball. Agreed. Like And my cousin, you know, they're, they're teenagers, and uh, my cousin played baseball in high school four years on varsity at hopkinton high shout out hillers. and uh yeah hillers and he doesn't watch a second of it i'm yeah. like what do you you play in college like you're you're a yeah. baseball player yeah. like the only you, time my kids watch it is if they go yeah like every yeah. once in a while and they were gonna my will was gonna go sunday night because i guess they have tickets for high school kids that are like eight bucks or whatever. Right. Nines, yeah. so a bunch of the a bunch of his boys were gonna go in and then we're like you know what by the time the Celtics are over and you get all the way in, it's not going to work. Right. Uh, so they ended up not doing it. But that's the only time that either one of my kids watches a game is if they go. Yeah, yeah. and that's a that's their big problem. But I think with the pace of play, they're trying. I think what baseball needs to recognize is that it's got a certain demographic that it's always going to have because we're all going to watch baseball. But just you kind of have to forget about trying to appeal to the kids. Like the kids are just not going to watch well, it. They, they can't forget or else they're dead. They're going to watch it. Figure it right. out. They're like if you're not it watching it as a kid, it's hard to imagine all of a sudden when they're 40, they just say, you know what? I'm going to stop watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But the, you know, they, the reason why I feel like a lot of sports like that do appeal to kids, appeal to kids is because, you know, the highlights, right? On TikTok, on Twitter, like you're scrolling on your phone and there here's this Jason Tatum dunk, right? And then you just watch the 10 seconds of the, you know what I mean? But with baseball, uh, they just do do not do a great job as a league of 
playing into that. And I think a lot of the problem is, is that some of their players are on obscure teams that nobody cares about. Like, you know, the best player in maybe all of sports is Shohei Otani. Nobody is better than that guy in terms of what he can do on a baseball field. And he plays for the Angels in the middle of nowhere in Anaheim. And, and there's no fan With base. With another superstar. With another superstar who's also died in Anaheim. And, and there's no – it's this on the West the, uh, Coast. It's, it's you know, 10 o'clock is their, is their first pitch most nights. And nobody's an Angels fan. Like, yeah. there's no fan base regardless. It's and a good, good Hockey's point, got yeah. similar problems with, uh, you know, Edmonton being on at what the right. last game was 10 p.m. You know, right. Like, well, at least, see, that was ESPN's fault, yeah, too. They yeah, they like, to move it. That was but so at least ridiculous. in Edmonton, the fans are, rav- you know, are crazy about the Oilers because it's Canada and it's hockey. But, you know, I lived out in L.A. and I know you lived out there much longer than I did. Like, did anybody talk about the Does Angels? Does L.A. Like, talk about any of their sports, though, really? When the Red the Sox Lakers were in town, there's so Lakers Dodgers. That's so Lakers it, right? Dodgers, in like in yeah. a playoff run though. No, 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 no. Lakers. Oh no, Lakers well, Dodgers is yeah. legit. There's always but Lakers are legit. I, yeah. Are there really rabid? I don't know. Dodgers fans. Well, they, they, yeah, but like regular season game. Yeah. Like, what can you? They arrive late and leave Dodgers early, but they do for. care. Yeah, they they, if sure that makes care, sense. The only difference like, I would say about the Lakers and the Dodgers was that when I would go to Dodgers Red Sox games, Boston would take over yes. the park. Yep. When you and go that's to my point. when yes. you go to Celtics Lakers games, you're outnumbered significantly by the Lakers. And actually, it's it, it was to the point where it was it's almost hard to get tickets to Celtics Lakers. But that's the difference too. Yeah, is the size of the building. Uh, Clippers Lake uh, Celtics was you know you could walk in and, and yeah. get a ticket or go right nobody up to cares the, about the Clippers. right but when in terms of uh you know real passion i i think you gotta it's the lakers for sure all right um lots of stuff on the table uh web radio at patriots.com is the email address let's start with the emails because we usually start with calls but we'll start with the emails today um this one uh caught my eye uh for those who remember eric Um, This is from uh, Alec, who was from Plymouth, Mass, via the UK, San Antonio, New Zealand, Australia, and Delaware, I guess. Uh, I started following your show just before leaving Australia for Germany in May 2021. Eric Scalavino was still part of the lineup. And boy, it did not take long, the first five minutes of the show, to realize that Eric is and was the pompous one, somewhat inflated sense of self, and for no particular reason, owing to any not owing to any noteworthy accomplishments. He has come up a lot lately in your show, so I decided to see what he's been up to these days. Uh, it's not immediately apparent what he is doing from his LinkedIn page, but my eyes were drawn to two things. First, he gloats, writing has become prominent in my career, in which I consider myself an artist who frequently <laughs> paints with words, which to me is ironic. This is me talking because when he paints, he paints by numbers. So anyway, uh, so eloquent, but then again, his name he named his animal charity Nutmeg. Second, it appears he has run out of paint, as LinkedIn tells the visitor that Eric hasn't posted lately. Ten months. I guess the great artist is awaiting his muse. I must admit, I do miss Eric on the show, but only for the comedic gold uh, that he brought into uh, his banter with Fred and Paul as the butt of their piss takes. (laughs) In this sense, I do miss the Scal character, especially during the offseason. On the football side of things, where Eric was absent, the addition of Evan has been great. His character is definitely that of a no-nonsense X's, X's and O's guys, but he's been showing more of his personality lately. Oh, As for Alex and Tamara, I'm still waiting to see how their on-air personas will develop. Oh. Okay. 
So there you go. There's a little uh, Eric update. You want to take over You Hate Tom Brady? You can have that one from me if you want. You could be the Tom Brady, resident Tom Brady hater. But, uh, my dog's named Brady. That's but, so but, that no, that but nobody no. would do that. Nope. Well, we have listeners that are stalking people's LinkedIn to see. So they would go to my Instagram. They would see what my dog's the, name, Brady. It would uh, instantly get thrown What was the, the line that Eric wrote in his bio on LinkedIn? What, that he's an artist? Yeah. Yeah. No. Artist he with words. words. Uh, he, he paints uh, with words. people think I have it. Yeah. You know. Jeez. He no. paints with <laughs> words. Yeah. You're nothing. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, uh, you don't even know how to spell ego compared yeah. to Eric. I mean, I will say Eric is a really good writer, though. You know, like it's it's one thing. Like he certainly. I mean, all right, that's all right, a little bit right. much, but um, but he's doing well. I, I had yeah. uh, I got to get together with him. We've been texting a little bit. We've talked about maybe going down to, to Providence, having some breakfast or something. But um, I know he did really well on on Fiverr. He got he was like you know part of like a writing program among amongst Fiverr that's like kind of next level, I think. And and he was like writing speeches for people and doing all kinds of writing and, and now I know he's working at a hospital in Great. Rhode Island and loving life. That's oh, excellent. Oh, say can <laughs> you see <laughs> Was that him? Yeah. Yes. Thinking yeah. that he could sing. Yeah. Oh my. It's a renaissance man. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Just ask him. Duncan in Boston, UK. Uh, Isaiah Wynn has left the building for a shot with the Patriots reserve team known as the Miami Dolphins. When flattered to deceive, he was never all in, a wasted talent who appeared to prefer doing anything but actually playing football. Good riddance. Uh, the Patriots' schedule appears as tough, a tough one, especially early season matchups. Denver away on Christmas Eve is an absolute shocker. What a great idea sending them to the West Coast. Well, somebody had to go. Surely a matchup brutal. against an brutal. East Coast team. Not really. Team. They could have had like Vegas go. That's a brutal beat. Surely a matchup against Ridiculous. an East Coast team would have been more logical. A totally crappy NFL decision. Not going to blow smoke up your asses. You all know you, you all make Patriots unfiltered great. Keep being great. So that's Duncan in in Boston, UK. I appreciate Duncan understanding how ridiculous Christmas Eve and primetime on the road is on the West Coast. So thank you, Duncan. Do it's we know so if that is, is that flexible or not? Do we ever come to a conclusion so I've on asked, that? I've asked a few people, and our assumption is that it's not flexible, but nobody knows for sure. Everybody is quick to say, I don't know the answer mm-hmm. to that with 100% certainty. So. Because if it if it's flexible, like I, I think there's a really good chance that that game gets flexed. But I don't. It's not a Sunday night football game. It's a game that's being played on Sunday night. <laughs> I gotcha. It's on NFL I Network. Gotcha. It's, it's a special. It's a special occasion. So I'm not cool. positive. Thanks for ruining our holiday. I know. Yeah, so your special Evan, occasion. Oh, I, I like, believe me. I <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it is now. <laughs> Wait, aren't they playing on the first night of Hanukkah? Too, I can't though? even explain. Probably. I can't even explain to you how disappointed I am about it. I really can't. I actually don't even know when Hanukkah is anymore. I just uh, I've been I've been turned to the You're dark side. Right. Yep. Like I I was fig- like obviously there's a full slate of games on Christmas Eve, so I knew we were going to have for the second year in a row a game on Christmas Eve. But I didn't Not think the they night. would. I didn't think they would have a night game. Yeah. On Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah, it was like one o'clock. Well, it doesn't matter where it is. If they yeah. play at eight fifteen, you don't have any <laughs> Christmas Eve. Right. Doesn't matter if it's here or New York yep. or Denver. Yep. I'm just gonna get home uh, on on Christmas Day morning and just go right to the tree and be like, yeah. "All right, let's." Right. Uh, I'll be coming <laughs> in hot with Santa. Yeah, here we go. Putting yeah. together presents Fresh at two a.m. when you get in. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sean in Vancouver, I agree that the Patriots should be better. My expectations are not as high because the rest of the AFC and especially AFC East are better. I am predicting seven wins. But the Patriots are a better team than 2022. The schedule is very challenging. I don't see any gimmies. I'm more likely to pencil in losses than wins. 
My real hope is that Mac Jones looks better and the team can grow in 2024. So that's what's funny. I mean, I think last year we all, you know, we were just hoping that no matter how that season kind of went, that, or, or maybe this was even more the rookie year. Just you just wanted to feel like there was some hope. We talk about you know that season, Paul, with with Bledsoe. That you know, like they won what bunch of games down the stretch, and you felt like they had the makings of something. And I feel like these last two seasons are the furthest furthest thing from that. The last two seasons have ended. You're like, thank God it's over. Like they got nothing this year. You know, there was no real like excitement to carry over from. And maybe that's why I've got that excitement now. And that's why I, I agree with the way that email, based on the way we talked at the beginning. Like I think that they could win seven games and you feel better about the team than right. you did last year. Yeah. yeah like yeah. to Fred's point where you're looking at them potentially matching up better against some of the the higher level competition. And if that happens and Mac Jones looks better, the offense looks better and they just appear more competitive in those situations. Yeah. I, I think you can live with the fact that okay they didn't make the playoffs, and they didn't have as many wins as they did last year, but they're heading in the right direction. The arrow's pointing up. Yeah. Especially with the quarterbacks we played last year. Like, maybe we squeezed out more wins, but, okay, it's a third-string yeah. quarterback. That's not going to happen that's again totally. this year. That was a well, big it thing. it probably will. Yeah. <laughs> it always seems to somehow. <laughs> <laughs> with that many teams. That's generally what happens. Maybe Everybody thinks we're so negative, but he just, he's <laughs> negative with a smile on his face, so it just comes off differently. I have no hope about this team. Steph Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, oh, he's such. No, I think he's so quiet. He's so mild. He's, so Mike Mike he's such not a, a nice trash guy. talker like most of those corners. He doesn't say I anything. Think, yeah, I think bad it's about because I know I'm about to. You know, I'm about to put the seeds out. Like you know, I'm, I'm about to fertilize the field, and and you guys are all gonna. You no, know, but I, I think that you, you know, like Evan talked about that Philly game. You go into Philly, and that's an offense that's a little different. Um, can be high powered. If you look better against a mobile quarterback, and maybe confuse him a little bit, and you know, don't allow you know Smith and Brown to to really control like that'll be re- they might lose the game because the other team's just better. Right, yeah. they have better players, but they're competitive against it. Yeah, I think as we're talking about this more, it's coming like our earlier conversation about how you feel is coming clearer to me, and I feel like I just I want to feel good about the young guys. You know, like I want to come out of the season feeling like you know, just as an example, not saying like these are the guys, but if you were to come out of the season and say, "Wow, Tyquan Thornton's we got we got something going there," you know, if you could say Thornton. Demario Douglas and Christian Gonzalez, and you say those three guys and, and Barmore are problems. Hey, you know, MC, but I'm just I'm throwing a random, you know, I mean, a random little like wow, out of nowhere, this kid, he's a nice little slot receiver that's going to play. I like your Taekwon Thornton because going, I think you know? that's that's what you're looking for is like, can we can we get a significant jump from a guy who, you know, is a, a young player? And like I think Thornton's a great pick oh, for yeah. that. Got to um, got to do well. If, 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 if he, he doesn't, does, if he doesn't do well, then they'd really need to again reassess how they yeah. assess that position and how they coach that position because at, at some point you have to think about development and you know I know Nikhil Harry probably was never going to be a great player but he certainly could have given you more than what he gave you on yeah. his rookie contract and then if Tyquan Thornton goes down a similar path then you, you're having a bigger picture conversation a, about that position I think at yeah. that point. Uh, Moen Rhode Island says don't sleep on the Patriots team we were a stupid lateral away from the playoffs last year with that so-called <laughs> NFL offense. I still cannot believe we bought in a DC as our OC but on to 2023. Mike do you want to handle uh, that one? Uh, I, well, you're so good at it, Paul. I'm going to let you. No, do. I figured you were going to say, yeah, and you were a quarterback injury away from being, <laughs> being under, you right, know, further right. under 500. Yeah, Skyler, you know, Skyler Thompson. You were a Skyler Thompson away from. Yeah, it. and right. just right. the only thing I'll push back on, and I know it's not the point of the email, is like, 
Okay, so if they didn't lateral it, they would have been in overtime. I know everybody in New England is completely convinced that they actually won that game until the lateral, but <laughs> it was tied when the lateral happened. That's they what won. I was that, screaming when the lateral happened. That's what made happened. the lateral so stupid. <laughs> well, they were a bad. <laughs> I know. They were a bad. It's tied. They were a bad review away from just outright winning it. It wouldn't have had to have the lateral. Uh, still, oh, for the, uh, st- I, I, gotcha. I actually gotcha. talked to the director. Yeah, about that. They still don't have an angle. No, they had the angle. We saw it. it it's toes on the white. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just remember. The guy, the guy who produced the game didn't have it, but Fred does. I saw it. It was on the internet. I uh, believe Sorry, it. Fran. You, uh, you have an open air press box in Vegas, which is awesome because it's a dome, so it's open air. And I think all of us were just, it's tied. <laughs> like, you're oh, not losing. Like, what no, but doing? all Patriots fans are completely convinced. No, no, no. They were actually winning when they did that. I they know. won I the agree game. with the other email, though. Like, they when you really, I did the wins and losses thing the other day, just on, on you know, in my head, and I was like, okay, I could realistically see seven wins on this schedule right now, and in some weird way, you you that might actually end up being uh, better. Than, I think you could be better and win less games than yeah, you did last year. Yeah, and I also would say that I'm gonna, I'm reserving my official record judgment until I see Mac Jones in a training camp with Bill O'Brien because that could change everything. Right. If, if we get out to training camp, and I would say mainly in joint practices with Green Bay and Nashville and uh, Tennessee, excuse me, in Nashville, uh, those are the that's the real the real deal like that's when it really starts to show itself and if we get there and by the end of the week in nashville i'm like you know mac jones looks like a different guy you may know? 25th right I, that's our ota yeah fred book it okay no he I'm, looks good this year i'm not over i'm not saying you because you no, don't because you saying, don't do that i'm but just saying in general they will <laughs> in general because he looked good last spring Last spring in OTAs, he was dropping dimes to Trey Nixon down the field. (laughs) I do remember. We were there, Paul. No, you don't remember. (laughs) No, I remember the plays to Trey Nixon. I just don't remember that I was up uh, Uh, Right. That's the one thing that I've learned in my young career is uh, spring practices mean mean jack. They they mean, uh, you know, my first year, Maurice Harris had this great mini camp in OTA, and I was all in on Maurice Harris. 82. Yeah, yeah, nineteen former Washington. Yeah, yeah, and I thought I was like, oh, this guy's going to be a, not not a you know a thousand yard receiver, but a contributor. I liked him. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he was off the team like two weeks into training camp, cool. so it means nothing. I I just wonder what are the uh, what's the fallout of a looked better but only won seven games again. You know though that that's the question. What what do the crafts think about that's that? That's one well, of these, you know. and I don't. But, but I hate he, the but, cop out. But if we go out of twenty twenty three saying we've got our quarterback, I think that's huge. That's yeah. why that uh, was. I that's think the that's cop huge. Out. If you you when you look at it and you watch it, you know, like you, you have an idea. You yeah. Know, if we go out of twenty twenty three and we're looking for a quarterback, that changes everything. So, right. so let's say for argument's sake, you win seven games, but you know, just randomly you. Almost had Buffalo. You're down ten going to the fourth. Almost be Buffalo. No, no, no. You're down ten going to the fourth quarter in Dallas, and Mac leads two touchdown drives. That's one of your seven wins. Yeah. And then you know a few weeks later, you know they they win like forty one thirty eight over another really good team. You know Kansas City. Okay, but you're not that good. So you ended up seven and you know seven and ten. At least you could look at it from Fred's point of view and say, well, Bill O'Brien did what we we all hoped he would. He fixed the offense, and Mac Jones looks like he's definitely worthy of picking up that fifth-year option. You got your guy, yeah. But maybe you're just not quite good enough to beat all of those teams. You can pull upsets now, and you can pull upsets not because the other team had to play in a monsoon, not because the other team had to play with their third-string quarterback, 
but because your quarterback outplayed the other team's stud who was healthy. Right. And now the, it changes the draft. It changes free agency if you know Mac is the guy. Now you're just stocking up. Yeah. Uh, David in Bethlehem says, what if the Patriots beat the Eagles? Do you think the Patriots could go 10-7? and seven? If, the, if they start off the season by beating the Eagles, could that propel them to a 10-7 and seven season? Because sure. now you, you're getting one that you probably thought was a loss. Yeah. Well, I think that's the biggest thing is when I was doing the wins-losses thing, I always do definite games that I think are L's, definite games I think are wins, and then coin flip games. And the games that I think are L's, it's just like – It's hard to talk yourself how into. Are you, how, how is Mac Jones – are we going to see an offense that can go out and go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen and, and beat Buffalo? Like, is that going to be different? Uh, Dallas, uh, his rookie year, they couldn't stop Dak Prescott at all. Uh, it, you yeah. know, the defense got shredded in that game. I think they gave up like 600 yards. Crazy, yeah. And so wh- where where are those tides going to turn in their favor? It, can they win a game that I am saying in May 15th that they shouldn't win? Can one of those games be flipped yeah. to a win? And I, do you ever do that? Yeah, the, sure. the exercise, yeah. The, the wins, losses? Yeah. So when I do that, believe it or not, I tend to – put more wins down than my head actually thinks mm-hmm. because I've seen it so many times with this team they find what like if you go into a season and there's six games that you think oh like Evan's thinking about Philadelphia and this is a loss this is a lot that it never works out that you lose them all right usually you know something happens you win a game that you weren't expecting to win maybe two but now like the last year or two You've been able to do that. You've been able to say they're going to have a hard time winning at Dallas. They're going to have a hard time beating Kansas City or Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, I I used to split those games. I used to say yeah. they have five, six. You know, when you know in the heyday they yeah, have five or six pull off quote couple. unquote hard games. And I would say, oh, they'll go at least three and three in the hard games, and then they'll beat up on everybody else and do it twelve and four in the AFC Championship. <laughs> and that's how it worked. That's yeah. how that's how it went. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, Philly, Dallas, Kansas City. And the two Buffalo games as the as the losses, so that you're already if 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 that end, if it ends up going chalk, then you're already five games behind the eight and ball. I, I personally would add two losses to Miami and the Jets, not both of them. So those I'm I had saying one split. Splitting the be- split. I think the best you can hope for is splitting with those two. So I had those as coin flip games because I figured they will split them in some well, order. Works out. So I had them as coin flip games. I had the Raiders, uh, the Giants, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Steelers as the other coin flip games. And then the uh, the wins are Saints, Commanders, Colts. Mm. I, so I would largely agree with every uh, yeah. every prediction on that. But that's just three games. I mean, that's three games. That's seven and ten, right. eight and nine, depending on it's nine coin flip games. So whatever you give them the half, you know, I, that that's. You know, and this is, again, May 15th. I'd like to see what New Orleans looks like. Yeah. Yeah. With a quarter, they haven't had a quarterback in a while. They still don't have a quarterback. Prob- uh, probably don't. What does Denver but look but like? he's better than what they've had. Yeah. yeah. Neil in New Brunswick writes in, if you were to look at the schedule based on last year's team, I think we could all agree that there are no penciled in wins. However, I, too, am excited to see what Bill O'Brien can design and if Matt can execute it. I find it comical and a little sad how everyone on this show and all the listeners have basically publicly admitted that last year's offensive coaching was the worst in the league in decades. We just made jokes about it now, but how are we not more embarrassed by this? We're the Patriots. I was pretty embarrassed by it. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I know what he's uh, supposed to do. I'm not embarrassed by I it because I, I didn't have anything to do with it. So I was why embar- am I embarrassed I was embarrassed because I thought it was going to work. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought it was going to work. I don't I, take any pride over winning the Super Bowl either because I had nothing to do with that I, either. I mean, I think there's no, a no. lot of decisions and, and things that have happened around here over 20 years that are debatable, and I don't think that this is one of them. This is it's something not that debatable. was a bad decision. There's no other side to this story. It's not, that is it. Yeah, end of story. It was not debatable. Uh, Mike and Charlotte, it looks like the Titans' bye week is 10-22, and the Patriots are playing the Bills at home. Could this be the week they induct Vrabel in the hall? That'd be great if he's up for it. Did we even talk about the fact that Mike Vrabel was the winner of the uh, the fan yeah, vote? That was last week. It was the show it? you were in here. Oh, you did yeah, talk, talk did. about yeah. it? We did. Okay. A little bit. Congratulations so. finally to Mike. Susan Lucci of. Uh, I think we did. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. That would make some sense. Yeah. If he's willing to come up here and spend his bye week uh, yeah. getting celebrated. Yeah, so Mike Vrabel is the newest inductee into the Patriots Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Well-deserved. Ten touchdowns. Yeah, ten, ca- ten catches, ten touchdowns. Isn't that something? I, it's un- unbelievable. I've watched some of them. We were talking. I think maybe we talked about it on the show, but just, you know, what was some of the best? There? I mean, he had some he had some tough catches, too. Like some of the, like, I always think of the one in the Eagles yeah. where he talked about it on his conference call where he didn't really pick it up till late. It's just, and it felt like it was coming through a crowd. Well, he was getting, he was getting help. Right, he's getting head, and he kind of like bopped it into the air. And I mean, he just was such a phenomenal athlete. And they only threw the flag because he caught it anyway, Fred. <laughs> right. If he, if, he, if he had gotten knocked away, they wouldn't throw the flag. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Paul's Foods here. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back get to your calls and emails want to get into the game get coached up at dean college equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the patriots revolution providence bruins summer baseball and more our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros dean college has programs in communications sports management business and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace at dean college our students don't just play games we run them visit us at dean.edu Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. 
Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. 
Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ooklove Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. 
Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. And now, great moments in history. I, I got my tonsils out, and I had a, back then you stayed overnight. But this was planned. I mean, back then I sucked my thumb and I had a blanket. And uh, <laughs> I did. I, I, you know, I stopped that last year. But We know uh, who the pussy is now. <laughs> so you're in this crib at night, and of course if you need anything, you, you had a button to you know get the nurse there. So I realized my oh, blanket was in my suitcase. He said suck it with his eyes. So <laughs> I remember six years old. I remember being this little kid but you know so i press the button and the uh nurse comes over and she says well you know what do you need i said in that suitcase there's a blanket i need it and this thing was like tattered because i had literally had it since i had been born you know like where i rubbed it it was all worn out and everything so the nurse goes in she goes this thing and i remember to i said just give it to me (laughs) (laughs) i don't need your commentary (laughs) i was like five or six just just give it to me (laughs) that's another great moment from yeah, I just gave up that blanket recently. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. You're still sucking your thumb, though, I hope. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, oh, my grandmother threw it in the garbage once, and I had to go in and get it. Because oh. she's like, you're going to get buck teeth because your thumb's in your mouth all the time. It's true. Yeah. They put the bumper on there. Yeah. My, my sister had to get it. The uh, butterfly and the palette. Think so expander. that every time you put it back in, it would like bump your f- thumb away. But she just found it. She just like circle her thumb around it. So. All right, eight five five past five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline Web Radio at Patriots.com. We got a couple people that have been holding on uh, since the beginning of the show. Uh, Todd's in North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Well, I think you kind of hit on it, and I'm glad Evan's back because I was listening to uh, Patriots Beat, his old show, Boom. and they're they're gung ho for the. Uh, for looking at the, the the difference that Clem and uh, Bob can make, Billy O'Brien, oh. and to the point that they said that uh, Kendall Brown is going to have the best season as a yet as a Patriot. They figured Who's he's going to be Who? coming up big. Kendall Brown they said everything was positive about the O line. So I want to ask you a question. You mean Trent Brown? How many games different? Kendall Tompkins. Do you think for wins losses that this coaching can make, and also how many points per game? That's my two questions. Thanks, guys. Okay. Bye. I don't know about Kembrell Brown. Well, what did they finish is. last year points per game? Do we know? Uh, Not off the top of my head. Low. Was it like eighteen? I'll look it up. It's probably yeah. I think it's. I think it was over 20, but oh, wh- not really? by much. Yeah. Not by much, I believe. Well, well yeah, there's also like factor in the defensive touchdowns. Yeah. That's right. Well, That's true. So and 21.4 the, was the exact And they number. had a couple blowouts. They had some defensive touchdowns right. in there, though. Yeah. How many? At the seven? Was that? Six. Six? Yeah. Um. What was the question? <laughs> and and Paul's, uh, <laughs> what do you call it, when they like set him up already in field goal range? Oh, so oh, the, right. oh the, 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 get, do it, do it. The four and out field goals? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they had a bunch <laughs> right. of those, too, which out. don't get counted into the defensive <laughs> points, obviously. So That's like you get an interception at, like say, the 20, you go three and out, and then you just kick mm-hmm. the field goal. That happened at least twice. <laughs> If not more. Oh, it did. like I'm not making that. Like, no, I know no, I, that definitely. I know happened. I play a role on this show, but sometimes I'm being serious. <laughs> yeah, that definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope that it. If you look at real offensive scores, you know, and, and kind of do it that way, I hope you know you're getting like an extra three or four points per game. You know, 
I mean, I, I think 30 points is where you want to be. I mean, that's where the good teams per are. Game? 30 points a game. That's, I mean, oh, that's nobody does that. Yeah. Who's, who's Top the, teams in the league Except for the be. teams that go to the Super Bowl. Not, yeah. Really? Yeah. Averaging 30? Average. So the Kansas City led the league last year at 29.2. Okay, and they're okay. the best. And Philly was 29.1. Yeah. Buffalo, 27.7. So, so the wasn't teams that go to the Super Bowl wasn't scoring down So nobody gets 30. A little bit, maybe. I, I think scoring was generally down last year, Deuce. too, I think. Is that right? So in 21, I understand. Dallas led the league. In scoring in 2021 at 30.4, okay. so all right, right, right around 30. This is like what the lead offenses do. Uh, Patty's in Agawam. What's up, Patty? What is up, everyone? How are you? All right, just getting loving it. This is uh, Holly. This is Diet Miller's by the pool with a with a fresh lime in it type of weather. I'm loving oh, it. He's My got time a, of year. Too much to put together. He's got gazebos and what else, Paul? Have you added anything to your grotto yet, or is that still? No. I, I have no grotto. <laughs> Porvado, what? So I got a two-part question. To take the cover um, off the pool last week, though. <laughs> yeah, I just did that for. We did that for Mother's Day for my wife. Um, so I got a two-part you made, question. You, wait, you made your wife take the cover <laughs> off the pool for Mother's Day? No, me and me and my son Kyle did, and I power washed our deck or both of our decks and stained our our pool deck for us. That's that's all she wanted. That's I all love, she asked for. I love nice. simple wives. She, like she asked for manual labor for Mother's Day. Yes, sir. Um, yes, so, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good part question. Sir, yes, sir. Um, regarding a player that hasn't garnered much buzz, um, with the exception of maybe day two of the twenty twenty one draft, and that's Ronnie Perkins. Um, do you guys think we get anything out of him this year? Anything, Who? And even a sliver? And why do you think? I know he had some like conditioning issues last year, but why do you think it hasn't worked with him so far? And that's all I got. I'll take the question off the air. Okay. I just think he's kind of in the Uche mold. Like, like I was off of him on the draft just because I felt like he's a 4-3 defensive end. And he just he got hurt. He never really gets high-impact reps. He's never really made a play in, in training camp. I, I literally don't like think that. he's like, ever made a play in a practice yeah. that we have watched. And I mean that with all due respect. But that is somebody, right. you know, at least we've seen – instances of like Anthony Jennings like playing yep. and, and being you yep. know I think that's a good yep. descri- uh, somewhat good involved good right Ronnie Perkins I don't remember ever once writing in my notes like oh you know it's 51 right 51 made a play today I don't Never. remember anything w- nope. with uh, conditioning problems I don't either, that either. No. that doesn't no. mean I don't I don't think there so. weren't any um, yeah I to me, that the biggest thing is at least with Uche, who was quiet this first couple of years, you did see what Evans talking right. about. You saw him get some reps with frontline players. Yeah, Perkins has gotten very, very few reps with guys that are going to be on the team in his two training camps. And I do maybe just, this year will be different. And I think I, my, I, I'm not going to bank on that. Mike, I think hit the nail with the four three end. I think that's been the his issue is that he's. At Oklahoma, he was a hand-in-the-dirt player. He was somebody that was a 4-3 end that reduced inside, and he got a 260. He could do it at the college level. And they've tried to make him into a 3-4 outside linebacker that plays up on his feet. And I just don't think that he's got the explosiveness or the athleticism to be able to do it. So he's not really in a very good fit for him and it hasn't really the transition hasn't worked out they're just missing those guys i mean i you know looking at the depth chart you mentioned jennings is maybe the only depth piece but it's uche and judon jennings demarcus mitchell i mean he did play yeah. outside linebacker in college and i mean he kind of has that body type although i don't think he's quite as long as you would like but 
and then Perkins. I mean, it's it's five guys, and you kind of know what you're getting with most of them. So it's just it's weird that it's such yeah. a thin. And I agree with you guys on the position. That's what I think. That's what he is. But I don't understand why they won't let him try to do that. that and that's why, like, if, if Uche gets hurt, like, could he be that guy? Like, I mean, I think in, in well, a perfect world, maybe that's what he does. Uche but I think walks Evan's right. I think that, that they ask year. him to stand up and play, you know, off the edge like Judon and, and Uche. Why not let him play like Chandler Jones played? Right. Is there too, a, too small for what they I, want? I don't I mean, know. But Chandler, Chandler Jones isn't that big. But he, no. I think maybe Chandler Jones is longer. Like you know, he probably six is five, longer. Yeah. But six two. I mean, Chandler yeah. Jones can't be much more than two sixty. Yeah, I I think that that's a fair point. And I, I think looking at that depth chart, a guy like they probably view a guy like Jelani Tavai as capable of doing both things yeah, off sure. and on the line. Yeah. So he adds some depth in that. And sense. that's where you get back. Like I think if they felt like he was talented enough. They'd figure it out. How yeah, because I do trust their ability to say, okay, this guy could do this, this guy could do this. Now, maybe their talent evaluations coming out of college are just like everybody else's. You have swings and misses. But um, I, I do think that if he was worthy of more than he's getting, he'd have gotten it. Yeah, not that it, it's that Winovich ended up being this great player, but at least he was a player that could play in, for you. And, and, to, and he was a guy that was a 4-3 end at Michigan that they – that easily kind of made that conversion especially early on he had some really good play early on as a pass rusher and he was able to make that transition to playing up on his feet and and being more of that stand-up outside linebacker and it just it seems like Perkins is just not not that I wonder even if he went someplace else that does run a 4-3 if all of a sudden he's a rotational player not saying he's going to be an all pro someplace else but it wouldn't surprise me if he was like a serviceable player in a different system that's why I just said like I I mean we're all kind of joking about it that we have no expectations for him but I but I do just given the depth and what he did as a pass rusher and kind of you know had had some juice at least as far as you know strength I would say uh you know maybe there is an opportunity that opens up for him who knows what's going to happen with Uche? But you know, if he were were to get out there and maybe just be a designated pass rusher, challenge the edge, you know, be kind of consistent, he might he might get a chance if something happens to Uche or Jennings. I mean, there's not much there. Eight five five past five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Christian writes in, uh, Fred and Mike, please don't try and give me false hope. I convinced myself this is an eight nine team in our last year with Bill. I think our biggest surprise will be we win one of the Bills games besides besides that I see nothing more. I say that because we got better while other teams actually improved themselves. He, I, I think he meant we didn't get better. Well, but anyway, so he's not hopeful. Well, if you can't be hopeful at this point, I don't know what you're really doing. What's the point? You know, like, it, it, like, and I'm not, I'm like hopeful. Like, they might win the Super Bowl. Like, they just, yeah. they might be better, and they might win some big games that they haven't won the last few years. That, that would, that would make it. Exciting. I choose to temper my expectations, but go into the season with hope. That's how I'm going into this season. Because as soon as the train starts rolling, you don't really have a, a choice. Like, it's going to present itself to you, and you're going to see, all right, this is a dysfunctional offense. You know, like yeah. last year, and it was like, well, I'm not optimistic anymore. You why, know? And that, why, why but in, at this point... Why in May am I, like, writing off the season? Come yeah. on, what's the point? Excited for training camp, excited to get a look at right. OTAs and see a little bit of quasi-football, and, you know, and then, and then, and then you'll let reality kind of slowly set in during training camp and the preseason, and 
you know, and then you get punched in the face with what's really going to happen. Uh, Matthew in Nebraska, this might <laughs> be a, a question. <laughs> he says it so cheerfully. Too. <laughs> I just see Paul in the corner of my the eyes, and I'm <laughs> just like, I'm just going to keep going with this. I don't even know what like, he's doing over there. He looks there. incredulous. <laughs> and then, we, then we get all the flack for being the negative ones right. on the show. He's got to say with uh, a smile. This might be a question <clears throat> for Alex. Um, I'm curious to know what Celtics podcast or shows you guys recommend. I like something similar to your show. I know you can't compare the world's original podcast to others, but something that has more than X and O analysis. Any help? Um, the Geno Time podcast used to be really good with Tom Westerholm, Nicole Yang, and Chris Grenham. They no longer do it, but that gives you like the lightheartedness. I honestly don't really listen to any Celtics podcast these days. Yeah. If I had to pick, it would be Jay King's. Yeah, I like Jay King's podcast. I like Locked On uh, with Corrales. Me too, if but you- Corrales just... He's X's and O's. Corrales yeah. played professional basketball in Europe. Yeah. And you can tell oh, wow. on the podcast. Yeah, so. Oh, a lot of talk about rotation. <laughs> a lot, which I, I obviously eat up. It's um, good. I l- have learned a lot. F- and I worked with Corrales, too. So yeah. I you come, eat up I make uh, other that sports X's and O's equal, with equal Oh, yeah. Love. Because I can't, I can't. I can't do it without the X. Like I need to know. What like, are they trying to and I'm not good enough with basketball X and O's to do it in my own head. Like I know a lot about basketball and played growing up. I could but just see Evan on his first date when he slept with him. I, I need to know how this works before we do. <laughs> <laughs> so object A oh, will go into I'm B. I'm going to tell her not to listen to this show. Uh, no, but yeah, I, I like to. I like the X's and O's in all sports. I, I'm. I've been learning a little bit more. Um, you know that now that hockey is such a religion in my house to, uh, about hockey, a little trying to to learn more. So basically, you so take the fun out of everything. <laughs> Absolutely, okay. he likes the, he likes right. because well, uh, in plus with the Celtics, what I love about the Celtics right now is that uh, is that Coach Joe is really analytical and and, and really X's nose heavy, especially even in his answers at press conferences. He he doesn't like give away too much. I wouldn't say, but he gets into the analytical thought of you know I, I, threes. I, of what what you know went down and so I, I'd, I'd like to be on that level I like to know you like that I like to know what you, he's you talking need about. to know why you're a why guy a hundred percent you're a why guy yeah <laughs> you and Matt very important yeah. so the answer there is it's the anything is potable podcast by the athletic oh. Jay King Sam Packard like and then as Evan said John Corrales does a lot I like that yeah. title and uh I think probably everybody here is like every time it comes up in a meeting like and so we got to come up with a name for this like you have to name a Patriots pod like I think I'm at my ropes end with like trying to name Patriots podcasts or Patriots shows like I'm out have you named a lot of podcasts no but I (laughs) but I've tried to and I got no good ideas left. I, I no just tried to. Madison I thought Avenue. it was super <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> I've Draper. coined more terms than uh, <laughs> easy Draper. No, it's just having to think about it. I'm yeah. Like I don't know the Pats. The, you know, you just. Well, it's like you come up with a name, and then PR's like, "Could this be interpreted this way?" <laughs> well, we'll, we'll find out that like Deuce's father came up with Coke is it. You know, <laughs> that was his. Thing. <laughs> oh, that would. Hey, yeah, sitting here if it was. Mm. I, yeah, I, I like uh, I like Jay King, but I have, a, I have a bone to pick with Jay King about his Game Five uh, Twitter analysis. Uh, Jade, you know, spent more time talking about the crowd noise and the lack of, of energy in the building than the fact that the Celtics imploded on their own oh, court. I think and I saw well, that. Some crap. people really came at him for that. I don't know which why I the liked. energy was crap. It, it wasn't a good crowd. Very anti. The energy uh, was crap. But uh, this is the crowd energy is it's a chicken or the egg it's thing. A complete product of the uh, product of exactly the like you can't expect. So I was at Game Five. And we were ready to go, as every Boston crowd is going into a playoff game, especially that one of that it didn't magnitude. Sound it. It, Did it didn't not sound it because it they all. played like crap. Like, what do you want us to do? And then every single time they try, they made like even the mini, Give mini, mini run. Speech. The place got loud. The but then 
you know, Tyrese Maxey hits a three and it's a 14 point game again and the place just deflated. Like, what do you, I don't know what people like Jay King expected the crowd to do in game five. And then game seven was electric. So when they play well, the crowd is going to be great. When they don't play well, right. the crowd's going to be bad. Right. That's, I mean, that's like sports. When Tatum played, like that was an, like an otherworldly performance. Yeah. Of course you're going to have an electric response to that. I'm like, you guys make fun of me all the time. Oh, he's bad. He's, he's never. A, I was like on the edge of my seat watching him in the yeah. third quarter. Like that was ridiculous what he what he did. Like, can you imagine being there and watching him just drain shot after shot after shot? Like I've seen a lot of guys score fifty points, and quite honestly, most of them bore me. Yeah. But when you get fifty points on seventeen for twenty eight shooting, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And it and then you add in the fact that it's game seven coming off the last couple of games that he had before that. That was like but a Paul, ridiculous performance. In, in all fairness, like how could you not get into that? As in a, all fairness, as I've a fan. seen you get on the Matthews Arena crowd. That's in the true. Past. Yeah. That is true. All four of us. Yeah. Get out. He's got his rally. Let's go. Let's Come go. Out. What are you sitting? What are you sitting down for? He's husky turning around. Fans. Looks at the fans. Let's go. You get out, Husky fans. Yeah. That's, and that's just women's volleyball. He's I mean, got his <laughs> three-quarter zip. He's got his three-quarter zip Huskies uh, pullover on. Yeah, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. On uh, on Sunday, my brother and I, like, because you're getting the, the season ticket renewals. Yeah. I don't think we're doing it. We're not doing it? The secondary market's falling apart. I don't think we're doing yeah. it. Team Perillo yeah. out. Maybe we, they should offer just, free pumps again. We didn't go to a ton of games last year, so we're just figuring – We'll go to a handful of games. We'll just get the tickets. You might get a call from the tip. Paul, what can we do to get you back in the arena? Oh, Fred, they do. They, they do. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, what time does the game start? What time can you get here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they do. Because they, if, if we don't, because my brother's famous for not sending it in on time. Yeah. And they always they always call us. Oh, sure. this, I mean, how many season ticket holders do you think they have? Right. It's you and your father. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love the, uh, the the season ticket holder perks are nice, though. You know, but I, I feel like this year, the shout, you know, shout out to the Celtics. They did a good job this year for, for season ticket holders. Season yeah. tickets? Yes. Got, got some cool stuff. The full package or, or a, you know, one of those thing. partial packages? Uh, we have 20 games, half season. 20 games? Yeah. We've had them for, since I was, I don't know, seven years old, eight years old. And, yeah. uh, me and my dad have probably been to a thousand. I games. went to a guy <laughs> who had season tickets for the Celtics for years and years. Real veteran going to the game, and he had this really great idea. He brings a, a hefty bag folded up. When you get to the game, he opens it up, and you put all your winter jackets in it, and he stuffs it under the seat <laughs> so they don't get dirty, and you don't have That's to hold idea. your jacket all game. That is good. It's idea. great. It's Usually, a great idea. I just freeze and just leave the jacket in the car and and and. Well, risk this it. is before the. You know, they had the underground parking and everything yeah. like that. <laughs> yes, you know, yes. um, this is back at the old guard. I thought it was a great idea. I wish the I old knew garden, that trick in college. I mean, as much as we love the old garden, that place was uh-huh. filthy. Can I, you know? Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Paul, what are you looking at me like that for? I, I'm fascinated by this. Concert. Uh, you yeah. Bring, can you bring your little, your little, those little sash bags to the table? So at concert? some, you can't. Here, you can't. You have to have a clear it's bag. Clear. Yeah, yeah clear like clear I can bag. bring the little fanny packs. What do you want? Bags. You can policy. bring the fanny pack to what do you need the, the garden, garden and yeah. Fenway. My, my but yeah, you can bring it with the gar- at the garden. Yeah. Clear. Yeah. I mean, clear you can ba- bring whatever you want in with your badge. Like, just be like, hey, I work here. <laughs> this is my briefcase. I, tr- I try not to do that. I try not to pull that. Uh, let's see. George writes in. He says, don't be surprised when Cunningham makes the squad as the third quarterback and the main reason why we are uh, why we beat every mobile quarterback that we see because of the looks he gives our defense in practice during those weeks. I can guarantee that. 
Oh. George and Maryland. Well, can we just keep him on the practice squad to do that? I think that yeah. would be Oh, fun. that's what he's saying. Oh, right. I, I did watch some Malik Cunningham uh, yesterday. He's fast. Watch some film on Malik. I would leave him at quarterback. I think he showed enough in college at quarterback that at least for a year or two and see how he develops. I wouldn't be so rushed to switch positions with him. I know there was some murmurs about that, potentially him switching positions just because he's such a good athlete and, and allowing him to play running back or receiver. I think there's enough there at quarterback to leave him at quarterback for the time being. He's He's got enough natural instincts for the position that I, I think it's worth developing. Do you think that they picked him up for the sole reason of you know the looks he can give you in practice or it was like... I do. You never know. I think it's I, certainly I, a lot of it. I but I yeah. There's always a little you never know. But I I just I mean it goes back to what you said about Jalen Hurts right off the top. There's a, a style of quarterback that has given them fits. It'd be funny after week one they release him, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean Lamar, you know, uh, last year with Chicago and all of a sudden J- Justin Fields. Oh look who decided to run their quarterback and we got no answers for it. Uh, I think I, I think you could help. I'm I mean, certainly I don't not going to be surprised if yeah. Malik Cunningham makes the team. They, they generally have three quarterbacks and. I, I'm sorry. I give him a much be- better chance than Trace McSorley. Yeah, I think with him, he the one thing that you do have to make sure you're you're clear on that he's not an an off script, off platform. He's not going to roll out to his right and flick the ball forty yards down the field like he's Patrick Mahomes. That's not his game, but. He definitely has a mobility that, that is rare and has that ability to either within design he can run the football and he can also you know do a little bit of the extended play thing, but it's more like extended play to find a check down or extended play and it pulls a guy out of his zone because he's reacting to him and he dumps it off to a, you know, a, a crossing route, but it's not he's not a this one of these like Josh Allen types that's going to chuck it 60 yards down the field. He doesn't have yeah. that he's kind a, of He's a really talent. good yeah. runner, though. I, I mean, yeah. that's just the thing. It's like would you rather have Jonathan Jones giving you a look because he runs a 4-3, or do you want an actual guy who plays quarterback who has that burst like Lamar, you know, not the Lamar burst, but has that burst that, you know, just seems like, and I think a lot of people connect their struggles with this to their kind of sticking with guys like Bentley inside. I don't think it's totally an apt uh, criticism of it, but I do think that there's there's they've had problems. Yeah. There. There's no designing they struggle with these guys. Now, I think it's obviously better to have Malik Cunningham doing it, but I think they've had some versatile guys over the years that have served as that kind of guy, like, like a Lee Lynn Bowden. Bowden. Uh, Lee, I always call him Lee. It's okay. Lee Bowden, Lee Bowden. From, Lee Bowden. from last year. Um, you know, And there have been guys like that over the years. I don't necessarily think – that's the sole reason they struggle because they always have, you know, pocket passer yeah. quarterbacks. I don't think that's a, as simple as that. You also met, you know, it's an interesting point because they released Lynn Bowden. Yep. And so they signed Malik Cunningham and then they immediately released Lynn Bowden. So maybe that is signaling that mm-hmm. he was that for them last year and now they have a, an actual quarterback doing it. I'm, I'm interested to see Malik Cunningham in the preseason. He's one of those guys that in second preseason game, perfect fourth quarter, right? right? he could yeah. light it up. He this really could. perfect for me. Yeah. That's my time to shine. Yeah. So now you'll have Mac people, you'll have Zappy people, and you'll have Cunningham. Oh, there's people. already Cunningham people. <laughs> but when Mac's out there, they don't let me talk. <laughs> there's already Cunningham people. When no one knows who's on the field, that's when they go to me. <laughs> uh, Jack and Inaba. Uh, I have hope about this Patriots team because I have hope about the Patriots defense. Gonzalez, White, and Mapu will make the Patriots D significantly better, especially on passing downs, and I'm hopeful the Patriots will win a lot of close games because of their improved D. 
Okay. I, I mean, I, I didn't see they, – they put out some pictures from rookie minicamp over the weekend, and um, I don't know. I didn't see any Amapu, and I'm assuming he's still in recovery. And I just – I'm you know, that, yeah. that's a little bit of a bummer. I would like to see him get involved, and I don't know if he's going to do anything until hopefully training camp is yeah. what he said, but – We'll see. Did you see the the picture of Gerard Mayo watching Christian Gonzalez? He's like, he's like come on, Gerard, pick your jaw off the floor. No. Yeah, it, it looked know. like when we had him in here and I was, you know, <laughs> gazing into his eyes when we were doing the interview. That's what Gerard looked like. You were on a joke, but yeah. I have a picture oh, of no, you yeah, looking I, at I, I, I fully admit. You guys want to do some general NFL trivia? Oh, uh, sure. Right. Enrique from Monterey Enrique. Uh, sends in some questions. Let me be uh, question one, what coach... <laughs> Took the longest to win his first Super Bowl with one team. Uh, and he has in parentheses, Andy Reid took 21 years, but he won it with his second team. So what coach, coach took the longest to win his first Super Bowl with one team? Tom Landry. Tom Landry's number two. Hmm. He did it in 12 years. I'm out. Chuck Knoll? No. No? I don't know. Old coach. Mike Shanahan? No. Oh. Bill Cower. Uh, Power, it took Power. him 14 years. Oh, from 94 to not 08. a very good coach. Uh, second question: Only one team, only one teams he has that have played four or more Super Bowls have done it with four different quarterbacks in each game. Raiders and Washington have played with four different quarterbacks, but Plunkett and Theismann played in two of them. So only I don't understand the question. <laughs> yep. Only one team has played four or more Super Bowls. With four different quarterbacks to sum it up. Okay. The Philadelphia Eagles. I was just going to say that. Correct. One. Yeah. Jaworski, McNabb, Foles, and Hurts. That's right. They seem to always make a random Super Bowl every five years or so, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, third question. Tom Brady was the second player ever to play a Super Bowl in three different decades. The aughts, the tens, and the twenties. Who was the first? Second player, not quarterback. Second player to ever play at Super Bowl in three different decades. Jerry Rice? No. Oh, I was thinking about the 80s, that. 90s, and no? I guess he didn't go in the 90s. I don't know. Uh, the answer is Gene Upshaw with Oakland, 67, 76, and 80. I was thinking 60, 70s, and 80s, but I couldn't think of a guy. Um Two more questions. Who is the only Canadian-born player ever to win a Super Bowl MVP? I don't. I don't know. Are you supposed to know that? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's a quarterback. Oh. Ooh. If I give you the the year, could you get it? Y- yeah. Nineteen ninety-one. Ah, huh? oh, see, Mark Rippin. Mark Rippin. Yep, Calgary. He was born oh. in Calgary. Uh, and final question. Only one team has played four or more conference championship games and never hosted any of them. Only one team has played four or more conference ki- championship games and never hosted any of them. Baltimore. Correct. Oh, Baltimore I, I is the right to answer. I say Jacksonville. Good, good point. Because they've been in a few, haven't they? Yeah, they hosted answer. one, though, they in 99. Good. Those are good questions. That's a Rike. hard one. Question. Yeah. yeah. Rike. Paul was stumped. Good stuff. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. <laughs> uh, let's see. Kristen in Houston writes in, I know you <laughs> talked uh, about some of the newest Patriots connections to other NFL or ex-NFL players, but not sure if you mentioned this one. Christian Gonzalez's brother-in-law is Arizona Cardinals backup quarterback David Blau. 
Gonzalez and Blau are both from Carrollton, Texas, where Blau and Melissa, Christian's sister, started dating. The pair are now married and expecting their first child, so it's a big year for Christian as he will soon be an uncle. Same. Okay. I think I think T's flag that to well, me. You're related to Blau too? <laughs> no, I'll soon be an uncle. Oh, I, okay. Uncle well, the Lions put out that really cool video during the Olympics of Blau cheering on yeah, his wife right. Melissa That's qualifying. Right. There it is. Full circle. That's Christian Gonzalez's sister. That's it. Yeah. Full circle. So hopefully, when his other really sister fast. is in the Olympics, the they're all fast. In the next Olympics, <laughs> we can recreate that video. Now, Evan, when you become an uncle, how old will you require your niece or nephew to be before you start breaking down film with them? <laughs> breaking down film, I'm not sure, but the the Patriots gear has already been bought, so that that'll be. I there's a spot. Well, everybody would do that. A little hitch route. You we do were, a little hitch we route at, over uh, there. Look at you, a little hitch route. We were Aww. at my my sister's house a couple a weeks crosser. ago, and she's got the nursery all set up and everything like that. And I, I was looking on the walls, and I was like, so where do we hang? The I could Patriots see Evan stuff? in the delivery room. I like the length of that <laughs> umbilical cord. Yeah. It's good length. Good. No, length. it's actually it's sad because uh, they still have COVID rules at a lot of at hospitals, and she's. Uh, going to MGH and uh, you're only allowed th- b- besides her husband you're only allowed two other people oh. that can come back at a time you're out so time. obviously I'm not going to kick my parents out so I was like alright I'll uh, when, you know, are, when are they due? Uh, the 20th so any day now Snap. okay yeah. I'll talk to you off here that's why I, I, Paul I, get you I, some I look at my tickets. phone a lot these extra days tickets yeah. to the delivery yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's tough it's <laughs> no, tougher well, than Taylor like Swift Paul just I said parking it's, pass. Never all, it's never sold out well I, yeah. I don't want to kick my parents so I mean, my parents obviously it's their first grandchild like I'm not going to kick my, my Paul mother Paul can get you backstage Paul knows people at NMG yeah it's tough it's tough Ryan in Atlanta a lot of Patriots fans seem to be ready to move on from Bill Belichick like there is another Hall of Fame coach in the waiting in the wings. I understand that he hasn't had a lot of success over the past few seasons, but the alternative to Bill could be much, much worse. While I agree that the end is near, maybe the end of the season for Bill in New England, it scares me to think of what that transition could look like. What do you think is the ideal succession plan for when Bill leaves? Gerard Mayo. Uh, Not me. I think that Bill, I think the first part of it is that Bill chooses to be done. And that just kind of eliminates the whole, like, how do we, you know, move on from him? And it just takes it out of the craft's hands. Yeah. I I mean, if we're going to go, like, the ideal thing, like, they win a Super Bowl and he decides he's had enough. Yeah, there you go. Like, could it be any more perfect? Like, yeah. But, like, more realistic is he's going to want to continue to coach. And maybe they don't want him to coach anymore. That's probably more realistic because it never ends well. For these in these situations, right? What about Landry? <laughs> he was dumped by Jimmy. Yeah. J- I mean, uh, Jerry Jones. No, but yeah. like the end was apparent, right? Like I don't remember anything. He struggled down the stretch. Yeah, and I don't I remember know, like Landry this. ever saying, "Oh, I got done dirty." Oh I, yes. Oh, he did. The the whole league said that he got done dirty. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I don't remember. But that. It, but in fairness, like Jerry Jones came and bought the team, and then he fired him. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, okay. like it's a little different. Yeah, like yeah. it's different for Robert. And Shula, what about Shula? Because he's Shula a, retired. Yeah, but I mean retired. retired. Yeah. And Chuck Noll. I'm thinking of guys. Same same thing. Thing. Chuck Noll. All, all of these the are the same kind of th- situation. Yeah. Great careers, kind of petered out at the end. Yeah. Chuck Noll and Bill Walsh, though they retired kind of early, right? Like oh, Bill, Bill Walsh quit Chuck on Noll, top. Chuck yeah. Noll didn't. Bill Walsh, yeah, quit. And then he came back. Like Bill Walsh was di- was a little different than all of these. Yeah, I, Fred, you're right. Bill Walsh was different. Yeah. Than all these. Chuck Knoll was like 68 to 90. No, to like 80. When did Bill Cowher start? 
Did they say? I don't know. Didn't the guy just say it? It took well. It took him fourteen years to win, but I don't know when he started. Yeah, it was like was the first I think it was Super like Bowl mid, winner. like eighty six ish. Yeah. Chuck Knoll was still there, I think. Yeah, like he was there for a long time. Oh yeah, but like Knoll, Shula, Landry, they all kind of struggled the last three four years. But you know, you talk about head coaching success, just getting the right guy. I mean, look at the Steelers. You know, Knoll to Cower to Tomlin. That's it. Three coaches. Well, if you settle for mediocrity, then uh, they no, have a pretty I, good franchise. Organization. Snark aside, yeah. like that's my point. That would be my counter to. I'm like, yeah. Do I expect to get a better coach than Belichick? No, I don't. I think the chances are you're going to probably not have a coach that's better than him. But like, it doesn't have to be a disaster, right? You could get another guy who comes in and knows what he's doing. Right. My, my point it's with, possible. with Mike Tomlin was just, you know, not that I was being snarky, but in all honesty, like those teams that had Big Ben, A.B., Le'Veon Bell, those teams should have done a lot better than what they did. And and the, he, but they were content. To, yeah. Like, he gets them to the playoffs. He's above 500 every year. And they were cool with but, that. But now we know what Tomlin had to do behind the scenes to keep A.B. probably in line. That's I mean, fair. We, we didn't appreciate that at the time. Yeah, I used to be a big time uh critical of mike tomlin just does what he does but i've come around on it on he's got to be a saint yeah yeah he's got great culture and he's got a great program but uh, those defenses they they sit in the same thing the entire game and brady used to just tear them apart in big games because of that and offensively they always underachieved in the playoffs and maybe you think was better pittsburgh or the patriots in what do you terms mean? of in the overall franchise, over no, no, no. Like when Brady was on the Patriots and they were playing those Pittsburgh teams, who did you think had the better team? Well, at the time, you were always scared of Pittsburgh until we beat their asses. So who did you think was better? Now I know my fault. I thought at the time that Pittsburgh was, you know, more seasoned yeah. playoff team, scarier to play. You're talking about like in 2001. Yeah, I'm talking Mike, like Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking like Bill Cowher. Like 16, Collard. like when they played yeah. in the AFC Championship I thought the game. Patriots had vastly more talent than the Steelers in this era. Like, yeah, I, I, I think the Patriots were a lot better than Pittsburgh. And like, I don't disagree with the, that. The, we, one of the AFC Championship games 16. Here, yeah. Like, I don't even yeah. think they were comparable. Well, yeah. what's your I point? Thought it was, I thought it was amazing that Tomlin got them that far. Oh, okay. And the fact that they no. got ripped to shreds by Brady yeah. made him one of many teams that got ripped to right. shreds by Brady. So you're giving Brady. credit to Tomlin. Yeah. 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 I think he's a good coach. I just... I it's like people that coach. people love to like rip the Colts and they they rip Peyton Manning for being a choking dog. I think the Patriots. I think the Patriots were better. Like, yeah, I think they were better than Peyton Manning's Colts. And when they played them at home, they always beat them because I think they were better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I think to say that the other team stunk or the other team choked or the other team didn't have a good coach is only belittling what your team did. I think the Patriots were better, and that's why those other teams look bad. Uh, Caleb in but Knoxville. That's me being a homer. Um, I just happens read, every once in a while. I just read that Devontae Adams is not seeing eye-to-eye eye with McDaniels over the offensive plan moving forward. Can any of you speak yeah, to Patriots. what you— Can any of you speak to what you know about the situation? And if there is some rift in Vegas, do you think we can make a move for Adams before the trade deadline? I think I'd be more worried about Adams making a move to New York than I would be mm-hmm. him making a move oh, here. Oh, God. Don't even put that in my mind. <laughs> I just did. He was so good last year, like, watching him. At, 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 there's there's not a lot. Like, I remember, great, like, really fun last year of, of terms of just watching the actual games. But getting to watch him in Vegas practice, it was just that is 
what a stud receiver looks yeah. like that can do it all, that has pull-away speed, that is just always open. Uh, he gave everybody fits that he went up against. Uh, that first practice, I think it was, in whichever one it was, I think it was the first yeah. one, that was like the best practice I've ever seen a receiver have in training camp. Yeah, you guys were gushing. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Cheerio because it wasn't, just, it wasn't just that he was burning guys. He was also making like these acrobatic yeah. catches, too, when he wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it, he Even must have had them. Like, he they still he must have had like 10 for 200 in that practice. Like, he was just There was one everywhere. rep up the sideline against Jalen Mills where it was like, there even and then all of a sudden and he's yeah. leaving yeah. he's leaving they yeah. were not even and and he just you know an easy catch down the field so yeah, yeah. he's a good player yeah uh mark says uh fred paul and the rest of the gang do and you guys know of any meeting between mac and bill uh so far uh if you do could you speak of it uh, I don't know of any, but I, no. I'm, I'm assuming and hoping that they're going to – We're hoping – They haven't already had one. They're going to. Yeah, like an ice cream social or something. Yep, they're yep. going to sit down. Yep. They're going to hash it all ice out. Ice cream social. Over some vanilla. And, uh, you uh, have that little smirk on your face. I was reading my – I was trying to find out any uh, strife between Devontae Adams and Josh, <laughs> but, which I don't see, by the no, way. Uh, I haven't heard no. anything about that either. That, that was r- – I mean, they traded his best friend. Like, Derek Carr was oh, yeah. his best friend. I wouldn't say that that was, like, the sole reason why he went to the Raiders. There's other family connections that, that brought him west. But, I mean, obviously that was a major, major reason why he decided to go to the Raiders to begin with. So It is pretty funny, though, that Josh got rid of I mean, I get why he done he did it again. But just, like, you would think that when getting rid of, of David Carr, and I know that's different, but to compare it to Cutler, you know, like you just, he did kind of the same thing twice. And like, that he was absolutely such a, did you know, it. That he was just said, you know, oh, no, I'll take him. I'll take him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want him. Okay. I did it your way. I don't want, like, I'd, it's like he'd rather jump into the fray. Yeah, I think this will be the last again. year for Josh McDaniels mm. with the Raiders. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So let's play this out. If you think of Josh McDaniels last year with the Raiders, let's say Bill O'Brien has a great year with the Patriots and takes a college job next year. Do you, do you bring Josh back? <laughs> no, I can't. I wouldn't. But I can't. I'm sure they will. I can't. I, I'm done. I'm can't. Tapped out. I can't. Did you just say I'm can't? I'm can't. <laughs> that's how exhausted that's he is. That's what the kids are saying <laughs> these days. Because that that seems Paul. like that's a very realistic situation. Oh, if, Bill, if Bill's here, right? it, it absolutely is. Yeah. Oh God. You know who'll be Maybe saying I'm defense. out if that happens? Gerard Mayo. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do I need to do? Oh no, he's got to compete. Wait. Whoa. 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 Well, well, You're saying well, bring well, him well. back as offensive coordinator, yes. right? Oh, oh, so oh not, not as do with head Gerard coach. Oh, okay. okay. Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> okay. yeah. Josh right. McDaniels is the uh, Stacy from Indiana, with Kendrick Bourne and Mac Jones having an obvious good rapport with each other on the field, how do the Patriots get and keep Bourne on the field this season? Juju, Boutte, uh, Booties, putting that him in there, no. Uh, Douglas, Thornton, Parker, a lot of these guys have similar playing styles. I just don't see how they keep him on the field unless he can truly outperform the rest of the receivers. That's how he gets on the field. Play yeah, well. Right. I do think he's unique, though, uh, you know, just compared to those those top starter guys. I mean, I think he's got, you know, some gadget ability, some stuff to, you know, do a little bit after the catch stuff that maybe the other guys can't. I, I mean, I think he's totally redundant. But I do think that – I mean, I think we've said it here. If, if both those six-rounders kind of pop, does it make him expendable? Maybe. That may have been part of my profile. There you go. Uh, Floyd in Redford, foodie. Michigan says, Evan, why don't you find Malik Cunningham interesting? At the beginning of the most recent Catch-22 episode, you indicated you didn't find Malik Cunningham an interesting storyline. Please true. see below. 
Reportedly, Malik Cunningham was among the most sought-after undrafted free agents. Okay. Malik came from the same school as Lamar Jackson, and though he wasn't so the college Lamar passer Jackson. Lamar Jackson was, there is still the comparison. There is Malik, no comparison. Malik could represent <laughs> a welcome change in QB philosophy. How is he not interesting? Because he's it just you lost me at Lamar he's Jackson. Undrafted Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he's not even remotely <laughs> close to anything close to Lamar Jackson. Like, what I said. I don't understand some of our like some of our fans. Oh, don't like, you get it? But you, you get it. But why? Because a guy is a sought after undrafted free agent. Does that make it more interesting? Like he must be good. Yeah. Like, so, so my I'm point. I'm glad was, uh, that they they have a mobile quarterback that potentially could be a developmental guy. I'm glad for that. Yeah, that's kind of where I start and end. So I, I said some nice things about Malik Cunningham a few minutes ago, but just for the record. But where I was at with that was that like, it's like the Jeff Thomas thing, right? It's like we, ha- it's the undrafted guy, not the not the guys that they've actually invested in, not Juju Smith Schuster, not even Keishawn Butte who they drafted in the sixth round, or Demario Douglas. But Malik Cunningham is going to be this diamond in the rough that I'm sleeping on that is going to cut. Good teams don't have Malik Cunningham's matter. Like that doesn't that doesn't <laughs> matter. matter to the, the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles and the Chiefs are not going into camp and being like, "Oh, we signed this undrafted free agent quarterback who's going to play receiver, and now he's going to be the answer to our 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 middling offense." All right. I, like I said, I like no. the idea of finding a quarterback with a different skill set that we haven't really had, and seeing if there's anything there. What you know. Does that qualify as interesting? Okay, maybe. I I, I don't. I just. It, well, it's yeah. not anything. And that's more interesting to me than him switching positions. By the way, like yeah, I, I want to see inter- how he develops. Yeah, I'm not interested at all. Like in in general, I'm not. I'm not expecting it all. I should say, like some undrafted free agent coming in and, and all of a sudden being a significant part of, of the team's success. Like, will will there be an undrafted free agent? Yeah, every team has them. There's if, undrafted free because. You only get – I mean, most teams only – there's only seven rounds. If Malik Cunningham lights it up in preseason and Mac Jones doesn't play well to start the season, are they yelling for Cunningham or Zappi? Cunningham, I think. Well, the fans? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't control what the fans are right, yelling for. But just throwing it out there. No, I think they'll be yelling for Zappi. Well, we'll see. Uh, so I would disagree it just, with it Evan just, on that. It just tells you where – where we are offensively? Oh, sure. That we're, we're Malik Cunningham for is is the like that's yeah. the guy that we should be excited about. Yeah, please. I mean, to your point, Fred. You know, twenty five years ago it was Michael Bishop, right? They yeah. were clamoring. That's for. right. Right. Yep. Uh, Although Michael Bishop was a hell of a lot better college quarterback than Malik Cunningham was. Uh, Franklin in Baltimore. I wanted to chime in on the concert talk and say that how quickly I went. I wanted to end depends on the artist. Like, for instance, I recently saw Anita Baker in concert, mm. and I honestly Sweet could have gone enough. on for another hour for Hell me. Yeah. But that's because since I'm in my 30s, I didn't have the opportunity to see her in her prime. So seeing her at this stage is an opportunity that may not come around again in my lifetime. I wouldn't extend that same grace to newer artists, though. So can I just say when I first glanced at this email, I thought he was saying Anita Bryant. And Paul will understand who. Remember Anita, Anita Bryant? Bryant? She was um, like the vaguely. orange the lady for Tropicana orange juice. Yeah. Now, and I was like, why would just you for care old about that? Like you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I don't. That's I, I know the role for I do long. know the name, but I don't know the reference really, All if right, that anyway, makes sense. Anita Baker. Anita ba- Sweet Love, right? That was the song. Yes. Good. I don't know. That's Sweet not one of my- love. Yes, you're right. Oh, I Got a big Anita don't Baker. 
That's way too high to even try to imitate. Evan, do you know Anita Baker? I know the name, but I I couldn't tell you anything that she sings. Okay. So, no, so, another, so he wanted another hour of that concert. <laughs> okay. I would well, too. Not my Anita version. Baker is <laughs> sweet <love>. a goat. <laughs> a what? Goat. What? Can what you, yeah. can give, you give me another songs. song? I don't. Listen, <laughs> my mom. Goat. I grew up on my mom's Anita Baker, Whitney Houston, Tony Braxton, Sunday. all those CDs. Okay. Like I'm in. All three. Was your cake out in the rain? That's that's Donna's song. I know. That, that's another one of those documentaries like, coming out yeah. soon. Don't they're, miss they're it. They're all in the same category for Love me. to Love You, Donna Summer. Yeah. Coming up on uh, HBO Max, I believe. Uh, Fred soon. in I, Lemington, Maine, I'm, writes I'm, in. I'm here for it. I used to get her and Whitney Houston confused. As uh, a Fred says, I see that some of you were involved in filming the new schedule release video. It was excellent. Was After watching it a few times, I still couldn't figure out four of the players. The Philly fan, he wasn't a player. No, just he was a, actually was a, a real Philly fan. Philly fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real uh, The fish feeder, that was Pete Brock. Brock. Uh, the couch sleeper, we're not saying who that was. Mysterious man. And the guy reading Patriot Football Weekly, that was Steve Nelson. Nelly. Uh, well, and so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, the person who was sleeping shall be named, shall remain he nameless. But we will take named. your best guesses at who it was. Yeah. Reddit's already guessing. Just for fun. Yeah. It might be Tully Bantican. Do you see Gerard that? Mayo, we got, we got Sorry, Tully totally Bunta King. There were some weird <laughs> ones. I was like, that's definitely not that. So you used to confuse Donna Summer <laughs> yeah. and Whitney Houston. All the time. Oh, man. I have, this, I have an issue like that. Isn't Donna Summer older? Well, much. Yeah, I I was like six, first of all, and I'm in, you know my parents listen to all the all that type of stuff, and you know, it starts to blend together when you're half paying attention. And I our, can definitely see the Tony Braxton Anita Baker crossover for oh, for your mom. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Tony Braxton, Tony Braxton was well, excellent. Curtis Martin. Despite, was she the, around here despite the fact Martin? that she broke up about five different NBA teams. <laughs> Tony was she? Was, did she date Jimmy Curtis Martin? Curtis for a while, Martin. Yeah. Curtis for a while and yeah. that that was bad for yeah. us too. She likes athletes. Yeah. Oh, she I was, was too around. young for all that. Jimmy just, Jackson, apparently. Uh, Jason Kidd. Kim K is buying a house in Tom yes. Brady's oh, in the Bahamas. Tom. I will be so Compound. disappointed if that's an actual thing and like really credible celebrity gossip accounts that you know me and the girls Who's follow. Kim K? Page six. Kardashian. Kardashian. Oh. I'm sorry. What? God. <laughs> the I only. Kim I K. hope not. No, Fred is. I agree with Fred because I was like Kim K. Who? Because it was just so inconceivable in my mind <laughs> yeah. that Tom Brady <laughs> oh, would even. If he's with Kim Kardashian. No. How do you go from Giselle? I, to I'm sorry. I just wouldn't be surprised at all. No, like, I, just I would. I wouldn't would. either. It would and I don't think there's a huge difference between. No, say what you want about. No, 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 no. Say what you want about Giselle, but like. I think she Woman was authentic. Class. Yeah. Like, I think if you wanted to say, how could you go from like Bridget Moynihan to Kim Kardashian? That I could see. Like, yeah. Another one? Uh, I don't no. think, oh, yeah. I don't think she's as bad as Kardashian. I would stay but away close. from that family as far away as he can. Well, so, so they've been like, uh, the, the Kardashian Jenners have, have been in a lot of Laker games in this playoff run. And uh, Kim came like two games in a row just like by herself. To a Laker game, so then the, where's okay? Who on the Lakers is she right. dating? Is the obvious question, and then this came out uh, that that she was buying a house or in talks of buying a house in the same uh, you know rich area that that Tom Brady lives in. So and, she borrowed his golf cart. Yeah, she's too thick and for was him. Photographed. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he wants to see what he's been missing. That's true. Very different. I think Kim K is on the Ozempic now too, so they're oh, all getting thin oh, again. Oh, 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 oh Ozempic! <laughs> I don't know what that is. 
That's uh, this, it's this pill for type two diabetes that rich people take to lose weight. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. I, I I believe you. <laughs> just, yeah, just it's, it's, an, it's a big thing jingle. right now. Yeah, it's Plus like it uh, looks great. Like insurance doesn't cover it, so it's like fifteen hundred bucks a month to take it. Well, she's single, so she's got you know. Oh, she's she's ready to mingle. Money isn't an object. Tighten it up. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the poor people on Toit. that need their diabetes medication yeah, and can't toit. get it. Yeah, who who was uh, somebody said this morning? You know, they say about celebrities. You're not ugly. You're, You're just, just poor. poor. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite mottos. Yeah. It's true. I heard that. Yeah. Curtis. This morning. Curtis said yeah. it back then. All right. <laughs> um, that's that. going to be it for this edition Shocker. of Patriots Unfiltered. We'll be back on Thursday with another edition. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.